So that that was an interesting opener there. What's up, everybody? It's Francisco here, joined by uh, Andrew and Charles here for Sports Kids number one fifty five. Uh, how you guys doing? How's it going, uh, Andrew? What's up? Tired but good. Good. Good job. Tired, tired, and tired is what I would say for me. Mm. Well, we've got sports. There's no good as you get older. We got sports. Things happen. Things are things. Sports are sporting, so that's that's fine. Baseball, basketball, hockey, football. The sports equinox is upon us. So that's great. Uh, yeah. So, uh, sheesh. I guess we'll jump. I don't. I don't want to just jump into it, guys. Uh, uh, baseball World Series. It's set tomorrow. Philadelphia versus Houston. And yeah, though the ALCS and the NLCS, NLCS was uh, surprisingly short in some ways, with uh, the way that uh, the Phillies are just hot right now. So that's that's good. I, I mean, uh, in some ways, uh, it's it's funny seeing. I mean, Bryce Harper's he's him. Bryce Harper is him, guys. I don't know what, what you guys think about that, but he is him. He's he's worth every single cent that he is being paid. He's playing like an actual MVP in the playoffs, unlike a certain other players on the other side. So you know, it, I, I think that's that's. Shohei so Otani's not in this playoffs. How dare you? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's. I mean, the Phillies are. I, I don't know how I would feel if the Phillies won the World Series, as far as the NL East is concerned. I mean, the the, the balance of power has the Phillies, the Braves, the Marlins, and the Mets with two, and the Nationals with one. I don't count the Braves, Milwaukee, or Boston championships because I don't even think they count it. I mean, they do, but only just to, like, try and one-up us, even though, you know, 95 was was a shortened year, so you just put an asterisk next to that one. So there you go. It's it's almost as Mickey Mouse's 2020 for L.A. So that's there, – there you go. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know the balance of power with the Philadelphia team being the number one team – in our division uh, I, I i have no idea so that's there's that the 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 fraud rays were the fraud rays frauds <laughs> they they brought uh they, they could only muster one victory and you know the, i mean the games were good i think it was still back forth back and forth affair the game five for philadelphia the way they came back was amazing uh and just the, the they got clutch hitting at just the right moments each and every time 
and so I at least the at least the Padres uh, put up like they put up something. They got at least a victory in comparison to the ALCS. And Charles, uh, let's let's not let's not beat around the bush here. New York Yankees lost. I predicted it. I predicted so, it. So so there you go. Get first off, like Charles Stradamus is right. Mm. Yep, the year of the Charles. But but it, it's from rumors are saying the year of the Charles is not going to get what he wants because it seems like uh, at the very least Aaron Boone is going to be coming back. Well, you know, there's 365 days in the year, and then I can only win like 200 plus of them. So somewhere around that line, three months have to suck. <laughs> this will be part of that three-month cycle of it sucking. Mm. First off, I said the minute we got into the ALCS, we are going to get swept. Find me those receipts. I will provide them because I damn well sure. It was last. I mean, might as well have just been right? last episode because I did. Sheesh. Last episode we were we were talking about. Oh, it's going to be the, the Yankees won the division series last episode. It was that day. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, yep. Yeah. And I'll, I'll have to re-listen it, to that. So I well, I put it in the chat too. Like there was no hesit- There was no hesitation in me saying that we were going to get swept. We were tired, outclassed, bent. You know, I'm okay with the three-day pitching or the three-day rest for starters in the division series. Never, never, ever in any kind of championship series game. Some people might say, oh, Charles, you're full of it. Why? That's bad coaching. That's bad magic. I'm like, not everybody has that capacity to run on that low amount of rest. You know, these are not people just playing a pickup game of basketball to basketbacks, right? You know, we got... Um, affected by the weather. We went to Cleveland. Houston had a couple days rest, even though they did basically play two games. But with our pitching, Nestor was clearly uncomfortable on that mound. But we're going to start him. That's your manager that you're going to keep. And you have a couple other guys that you ought to take that opportunity to. But the bats were bad because when – disclaimer. Out of the three of us, Andrew is the baseball guy who've actually done something in competition, right? You did a little league and all that stuff. I just picked up a bat and I try to swing at balls. That's it. But common sense tells me part of managing and having a coaching staff is basically saying, read the pitcher, know what they do. Don't strike at everything. And God forbid anybody listened except for one man, baby Lipchick, Carlos Stanton. We love him, but it, it, it is terrible for a team that everybody wanted to fall in love with and everybody lie themselves y'all only cared and supported about the yankees because of Aaron judge this season that's really what it was and the minute the minute mm. they lost in a sweep and plenty of teams got swept this offseason uh, this postseason the minute it happened y'all fangs came out it's not even long fangs because y'all teams can't even touch the playoffs and if they do touch the playoffs they're either eliminated in the first round gonna get relocated i'm not i'm not drafted that to andrew i'm just saying general's a tampa revenge so i read the twitter yeah, you know, you, you talk about there's always next year with the Dodgers. And then you're saying, ah, oh, we came this far without, um, what's his face? Without Fernando Tatis. So it, what I take from this is, one, I'm right about baseball when it comes to Yankees and them sucking ass. Two, there's a lot of free agents that I don't want. Three, why is it that we just kept every utility man and infielder out there when we should just had more pitching, especially if you're going to do weird bullpen stuff? When a Peralta came out in the third inning, I'm like, this is bad. It was the reason why we couldn't hang out with Cleveland in two of the games of the series. 
you know, you left Aralis Chapman off the thing. All right, don't bring in Aralis. Bring somebody else in. I didn't need Aaron Hicks in there. And then we, you know, because he tore his damn knee. It, it, it begs a lot of questions. And when people ask me, how do you feel about Judge not showing up? I'm like, when has he ever shown up in the postseason? At all. At best. Not really there. Giancarlo did. So I just don't understand, though is that if you guys hate us so badly, how can you even root for the Astros? Who are the real bad guys in all of this? I wanted you to win. Yeah. No one, let's be honest here. No one really wanted, I think, anybody from the ALCS to win it. It was just the lesser of evils. What we yeah, all there wanted was plenty was, of if plenty of images versus mean. with uh, Stalin versus Hitler type of things. So Yeah. You know, like you can have it as one of the win because even though the Astros, and we talked about this, I think, at the very beginning of the baseball season, there's a lot of like, there's not, there's not really acronymity in me um, for what happened in 2017. It's been almost five years, except for one man, Jose Altuve, and you, he did nothing in this ALCS. I think his stats were over 17. And is that bad? So yeah, like, he was like, yeah, he was rookie? like one for 30 or something, like. Dirt like for for like a, he was like a massive over. Yeah, and there was that Pena kid who's like a rookie, and everybody wants to lick his nuts now. Yeah, good luck. Let's see how long your fame lasts if you keep striking out to people in Philly. Because let me tell you something, you know it's very short lived when you come to that ego. Look at Josh, uh, Josh Naylor. Look what happened to Mister Baby Carry. But <laughs> we no one really wanted the Yankees to win, and people revel in ourselves to lose. Because it's what keeps us relevant is the hate, not the championships. There's not going to be a championship for a very long time, but it's the hatred hmm. that keeps people in it and want it and cultivate it and culture it. Because it's the same hatred that the Dodgers get. It's the same hatred that Boston gets. Houston doesn't even have that hatred. I'm going to tell you why Houston doesn't have that hatred yet. You take away that cheating year that they had, all they've had in the World Series is losses, Right. So yeah. this is the fourth time in six seasons, and they if they bust that not too early, they're not yeah. going to be they're they're going to become basically cheating Dodgers. They, they've I lost am basically every NL East team thus far, except uh, yeah, the Marlins. Mm-hmm. The Marlins are and the Marlins and the Mets are the, and are the I, last ones left. So yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, th- to talk about another team. People, people don't even take the Marlins seriously or the Mets seriously. That's what cracks me up. But I'm very pro, you know, team F Joe Girardi. <laughs> Because I just think it's humorous. It is humorous to me that the guy gets fired, his whole team goes to the World Series in a very well-managed yeah. series. I thought the uh, the Fraudres and the Phillies actually did something. And you know what's crazy thing about um, Philadelphia? When you actually look at that roster, you're like, damn, how come this was never a contender to begin with? And it was always because I mean, they Joe lived, was out there. They, lived, they had a bullpen game. They had a bullpen game between the Phillies and the Padres and, and the uh... – I mean, I think the, 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 the way that was basically a manager's duel, really. Like they, they had guys who were just going to literally there just for two innings of work that they were supposed to be in. And both of them sucked. Heck, the Padres, uh, was it, it was Clevenger. Clevenger was the, uh, was the, was a Padres starter and he didn't even get an out. So that, that was insane. I think it was the, I think the MLB record for the, lowest amount of batters faced or innings pitched for two starting pitchers in a, in a playoff game. It was insane. But that was just, that was a manager's duel more than anything else uh, between Bob Millen. Bob Millen did his best. I think it was just pretty cool. 
But um, yeah, no, that was yeah. insane. But yeah. I think my takeaway, and, and this is where I'll leave it, because I'm not going to do the World Series predictions. I, I, I said in the very beginning, the Astros get the shit out. I mean, they still do it now, so they'll probably actually win it this go out. So good for Dusty. But I, I think the takeaway I, I take from this is that it reemphasizes, and we talked about last week because I did re-listen to a little bit of the show to figure out my cadence, which I haven't done in a while, is that whoever wins, this is the scary message to the MLB that the big market, not even the big market, the team's willing to spend appropriately instead of on one guy is going to have that credibility to boost into it so now we see so i can't stand ben verlander running on his brother's coattails um could you imagine that i can see him at the bar picking somebody up do you know my brother because I, I have this image that he speaks like um they, there, uh, was a, there was a there was a tweet of him there was a tweet of him like celebrating his brother going to the world series and it looked so Ah, so fake. Like he he doesn't act like a real human being. It's it, he just yeah, spews. Well, I can imagine him at the bar going, "My brother uh, Justin has two World Series rings out." Hmm. The Jackson Mahomes of baseball. That's what they call him. How do you feel about it, Andrew? You're quite quiet over there. Hmm. In regards to what you're seeing in baseball, is is the World Series even worth watching? I mean. You know, now that things have gotten busier for me, I'll probably try to catch at least elimination games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of been my MO uh, the past few years. If my team is not in a championship, it isn't in the playoffs, I'll watch elimination games just to see the trophy raising. And I'll keep an eye on it from afar, you know, I'll check the scores, but I won't, it doesn't really matter the sport, uh, baseball, the, the only exception is the Super Bowl, although I guess that's technically a... It's game. one game, so I get the logic. It's it's just tough for me to dedicate, you know, two, three hours. Three hours. Yeah. Like, I was... I mean, I was bummed that the Rays were eliminated so early, but at the same time, it was kind of a blessing because then I knew – because if my team's in the playoffs, I'm watching their games. So, you know, that's that was kind of something annoying during bar prep is, you know, the Lightning are going so far in the playoffs. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> that's another three hours um but luckily most of the games are at night so i wouldn't be studying but but my point being that i'm i'm not singling out baseball in this regard it's the same thing with any sport um like the nba last year i didn't watch until the fourth quarter of the last game just so i could see the trophy raise yeah, um, I mean, and you're not a big basketball guy, anyways. Though, though, maybe somebody in Orlando might actually get you to care this season. Uh, have you been following uh, your boy, Paolo Banchero? Yeah, fake, fake Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I've been, I haven't been following the season, but I see uh, the ESPN alert saying that he's like tearing it up. So I'm like. Okay, finally, someone good for the, the magic. 
it's also only been like what four games so there's not much one can evaluate yeah but hey it's a good start rookie of the year season maybe if he keeps it up for sure yeah and what this does is it gives the magic a lot of credibility when it comes to high draft picks as you gotta think of the talent they've had that they've picked up you know Shaq being one of them Howard being one of them Paolo wasn't number one was he wasn't he? I forgot who was already number one, one because my cat just had one. My OLED television about to fight my cat over here. You guys Paolo Banchero. Why would you do that, cat? Paolo Napoleon James Panchero. That's his full name. Uh, he was selected. Yeah, he was number one pick. So there you go. I, I left for a second because I yeah. had to punish the animal for daring to touch Ramona. But what happened, Paolo? <laughs> yeah, he was number one. Listen, you cannot headbutt. Oh, okay, so there you go. It, it hits the trend of like hitting it right as opposed to Philly, who doesn't do anything correct at all. Hmm. So that's a good trend to have, man. Yeah. Does it mean oh. someone else is going to go win a ring elsewhere so, in L.A.? So, so it, it fulfills the trend. In 10 years from now, Paolo will be in a Laker. So now, yeah, that's the problem. Is all of our number one picks, our good number one picks, go somewhere else? You you hit the nail on the head there. No, oh, it's because you guys so... need to actually start paying people. So, uh, so that that's well, the you know. basketball is also basketball is not a loyal sport either for a lot of players. Michael Jordan went to the Wizards, and people seem to forget that. <laughs> well, that was kind of a weird situation. It was a little different. I, I think maybe was, KD KD is probably like the the quintessential example of a guy that that uh, you know was like you know what screw it I'm going someplace else. Oh, all right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, is that it for baseball guys? That's basically, basically it, right? As far as the the playoffs are concerned. Um, I got one on there. Hmm. Well, Bruce Bocce is now the manager of the Bruce Rangers. Bruce Bocce. Mochi. I always said Bocci. He's not the he's not the the sport for old Italian guys. Well, you know <laughs> that's the New York. That's his marketability. So Bochi, <laughs> Bochi, Bochi. So he, he's manager of Rangers. Not that I think it makes a difference, but this is a manager who, if there's anybody that can fix an ass team, it's him. I believe in it. Yeah, and uh, the Marlins hired a a guy today. So. They they added they added a candidate for the handsomest managers competition guys, so Skip Shoemaker is now the forty two years old. So he's he's up there. So he's uh he's gonna be the manager of the Marlins. It's not gonna do anything for us unless we actually go and get some hitters. So right now it's, everybody sounds excited. A bunch of players are excited for you know rave reviews from. His former teammates and with the Cardinals and and all that stuff and and he comes from the Cardinals organization and was a bench coach with them so he's got some experience with that and uh, yeah I mean there were only, there were a couple Marlins fans who were upset because they wanted Joe Espada who's I think the bench coach of the Astros right now but I mean yeah whatever and he was a former third base coach for the Marlins so it doesn't. I, I get that, but I mean, none of this matters unless the Marlins actually go out and get some hitters. And there's a bunch of them out in free agency. And uh, can I at least try and get one, right? Can we get one? Can we get Aaron Judge to come here? <laughs> yeah, right. He's not coming here. Take him. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want him. On the record, I'm saying it right now. I don't want Aaron Judge on this team Ooh. next year. They'll mm. sign him because they're not going to let anybody else out. But what's the point? What's the point? 
All right, so that was that, and then I don't think there's any other baseball news aside from that. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. We're, we're 20 minutes in, guys, so uh, I've got corn dogs on the brain. So, Andrew, where is that place that they showed the corn dogs at? I want to know. No what, contest. The, the college football? Yeah, is there, is there like a college that's famous for the corn dogs or something? No, it was at a state fair, I believe. Oh, uh, is that the Texas State Fair with for the Cotton Bowl, whatever? No, 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 no. Um, I want to know w- what game those guys were calling that were eating the corn dogs and the burger. I'm checking it out because uh, because I I sent something in the group chat that I believe if 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 we called college football that would be us. I'd be on play by play. Charles would be the color mm-hmm. analyst, and and Andrew would be the sideline reporter. I, I wanted I was pretty sure that this was the answer, but I wanted to confirm it. It was the South Carolina Texas A and M game. Oh, okay. Um, it was the nearby South Carolina State Fair. Okay. I don't know, man. I I, I after I saw that, I had a hankering for corn dogs, so I bought corn dogs over this past weekend, guys. And then let me tell you what a what an amazing treat. I, I don't know who invented corn dogs, and this sounds like something an Andrewverse could 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 really help us with. <laughs> but but man, corn dogs are awesome. I I, I want to I I may I don't know if I do the mad scientist thing and try and make it for myself. I don't have a deep fryer. That's my that's my issue, guys. But. Don't you do the special kind of cornbreading as well? So well, the- yeah, I mean, that, but I want to know if there's if there's any sort of like way I can kind of mess around with the with with the format, you know? Like, okay, so it, I mean, doing a quick Wikipedia search, I found the answer. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. So, newly arrived German immigrants in Texas who were sausage huh. makers finding resistance to the sausages they used to make have been credited with introducing the corn dog to the United States, though the serving stick came later. A U.S. patent filed in 1927, granted in 1929, for a combined dipping, cooking, and article-holding apparatus described corn dogs, among other fried food impaled on a stick. It reads in part, I have discovered that articles of food such, for instance, as wieners, boiled ham, hard-boiled eggs, cheese, sliced peaches, pineapples, bananas, and like fruit, and cherries, dates, figs, strawberries, etc., when impaled on sticks and dipped in batter, which includes in its ingredients a self-rising flour, and then deep-fried in a vegetable oil at a temperature of about 390 degrees Fahrenheit, the resultant food product on a stick for a handle is a clean, wholesome, and tasty refreshment. Mm. America. <laughs> yes. The American dream, everybody. <laughs> the corn dogs are, are a symbol of the American dream. Texas, huh? I feel like what happened was they saw a popsicle and they're like, huh, what if we just had, you know, on a hot dog on a stick and then they had to find the in-between. I, I yeah I mean I don't know man but it's just it's just an amazing vessel for food 
Like yeah. who who really says no to a corn dog too? Like if you offered it to me right now, it's that implication. Like if you held out a piece of gum, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say no to it. You know, fine. They have the breakfast version. You look forward to it. It's probably. They have a breakfast version. How do you have a breakfast version? Well, it's. Dog? I think the batter is is like the the same thing as a pancake mix. Oh, with man. the with the breakfast sausage instead of really? uh, yeah, you never you never see it. They said they sell them at the freaking frozen food aisle. No. Yeah, they make a breakfast I, version I don't of it. Really buy frozen foods? Listen, yeah. I'm on the end game of life. I don't really cook anymore. <laughs> it's just going to be whatever's in there, fresh. Or I eat a sandwich and then I go out and have takeout. So you know when I, I I guess before I expire from this world, I should probably make an attempt to have that kind of hot dog or that breakfast dog. Yeah, it's like the same uh, thing when you see. have a breakfast burrito. Just it, breakfast burritos or regular bread or regular burritos. Yeah. I know that's controversial. I hate to say it. Yeah, they got breakfast corn dogs. Here we go. Yeah, pancake dogs. So yeah, they they sell them at the store. So that's uh, and sometimes you sprinkle you, you sprinkle a little bit of sugar on it, and boom, that's 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 that. Okay, we're at twenty five minutes. So I really don't know where to go from here, guys. You want to talk about Titans' new stadium? Sure. Why not, right? right? Sure. Yeah, so the Titans have yeah, announced... This will a, be a very, very scattered thought. Yeah, the, the Titans have a brand new stadium that's being built, uh, I guess, somewhere in, in Nashville. I, I I don't know. what Charles, you're a Titans fan. What do you think of this this thing that they're doing? It is hard to figure out anything of a stadium until it's actually completed and i can't even tell you if it's going to be yay or nay considering the fact that i will probably never in my life go to the stadium and it's not because i don't want to travel to tennessee as just as i get older i become very resistant to going to football stadiums because it's just too damn hot like i've been to the hard rock stadium several times to see the titans play even tampa play and it's just no sticky nasty and the weather's gonna be different i'm not acclimated to that and i'm i'm lazy folks I'm like super lazy. I mean, I think it's nice. They're building you, a roof you know, that, for that very reason. It's very nice. So it's, it won't be hot 2. and sticky 4 there. Two point four billion. You know, so that's a problem. You have all these roofs, but no one closes the damn thing, man. I, you know, it's like I'm, I'm dying here. I'm fighting for my life. I feel like the R. Kelly meme. Um, but I, I know they're supposed to have Top Golf on there too. Did I read that correctly? No, they, <laughs> you had sent it out. They, they compared Is that it. A joke? They, no, that was a joke. It, it, it oh. looks like a Top Golf. That's could you imagine? Like. Could you imagine? You know, I mean, they're gonna I, turn I just, Marlins golf, Marlins uh, Park into a, a top golf. So, <laughs> for for the off season. There you go. So I said it, it just doesn't you know. have. I, I would say get it now. I think this is a good idea now because I think our window is for another two years. I would say yeah. before the end times well, everybody happen. Likes yeah, because it, it's gonna be over. You know, yeah, everybody forgot about Jeff Fisher. Us. Oh. What are the yeah, whether it's the ghost of Christmas past, that is Matt Ryan, you know, and his his body leaving, the Colts will eventually find a quarterback. The Jaguars will learn not to suck, and Houston will, you know, take at least one year to be good instead of being mid for five years like they currently are now. I got to believe in it. So strike it while it's hot. So you could be like a, a lot of other people where it's like, oh, you know, our team sucks now, but we have a sweet new stadium, guys, because you got to give an incentivization for people to want to go. Yeah. Um, so that that itself could work. I, I mean, like I said, I just look at the logistics um, of it, and it's fine. But I, I think no new stadium is ever going to be a bad stadium to begin with. I think you guys would agree with me, right? It's the one. No, no, now that they're making years. them, 
Yeah, they're, it's it's smaller than the one you guys have now. I mean, as far as seats are concerned, yeah. but it's going to have way more better stuff. So, uh, you I know, mean, I've, I've only been to two football stadiums. That was both Miami and then the Bucks. No, that's a lie. I've been to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. How do I forget that when I went to see the um, Saints play? And to say, I think the Bucks had the coolest stadium because they had the little cannons and everything. Mm. Um, Mercedes-Benz was cool just because of the people. There was a, it was a stacked house, man. Um, going on there and then marlins oh no marlins uh, the dolphin stadium is very it's okay i wasn't in love with it andrew what do you think of the new stadium for tennessee uh i haven't had a chance to see it uh it's on the video really screen i mean i have it on the video if you want to see it on your brow like on the messenger browser there Let's it, see. it looks impressive it. renders are you know yeah, it's it's gonna be nice to go there for a game. I'm sure they're gonna host a. It looks like a fucking Trader Joe's. I think so. Hey, Top you know golf. <laughs> That's how we're gonna get the the early twenty year old college kids to pay their money. The, the, no, not uh, Francisco. What's the name of that grocery store across from your your office? Oh, Fresh Market. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Fresh Market. Yeah, that basically. It looks like that Fresh Market. Yeah, that's basically it. That's what it looks like. I didn't like. think of it like that. Yeah, it's just, yeah, you know, whatever postmodern, whatever you call this design, you know, the sleekness and all that but stuff. Here's the thing. If this was, say, 10 years ago, this mm-hmm. would have looked amazing. But the problem is everything looks amazing now. Yeah. It's it's um, it kind of reminds me of that line from uh, the Incredibles when everyone's super, no one will be. Mm. Yeah, um, it, it, it's when the villain is talking about how he wants to give everyone superpowers. Um, that that kind of strikes me as kind of what's going on with stadium design now, like. Uh, globe life park the, the the rangers new stadium yeah it's well that, that so looks like a that looks like, that looks like a charbroil grill more than anything well, else. yeah but <laughs> but it's it's so boring but yeah. if that had been built like 10 years ago i would have thought that was amazing yeah but it's it's boring now because it looks like, like everything you, else exactly I mean, I'll give them props. This appears to have a lot of kind of wood-like elements, which... Yeah, or stone. Um, yeah, brick. Which which I'll admit that those look quite nice, and it does have a lot of foliage. Um, you know, glass is always a winner for me. Um, not too much. Um, but I mean, in, in the grand scheme of these new contemporary looking buildings it's quite nice um you know also by the way i'm gonna get a little political here but i think you're gonna see pretty much every new stadium built these days going to have roofs on it just due to climate change (laughs) yeah yeah that's actually i'm also okay with anything roof-based just because the weather inclement nah i want a clean game I don't need to see like that thing that happened with the Bears and Niners or everything is just drenched wet. Yeah, I think and that's it's... even though Chicago Chicago is proposing putting a roof over Soldier Field now. 
And it's kind of sad because, you know, nothing beats, you know, going to a spring training game in mid to late March, early April, you know, down here in Florida when it's still a bit crisp, but not freezing either. There's something to be said about being outdoors for a sporting event. And don't get me wrong. It's untenable in places like Miami uh, just due to the scorching heat in the rain. I love that air conditioning. I mean, um, look at how – I'm going back to baseball with the, the, with the Yankees and, and the Guardians series with the rain delay and mm-hmm. how get, like that whole thing would have been avoided if Yankee Stadium had a roof, which now you're going to think, well – are, are like teams going to start retrofitting roofs on top of their places now just just for the sake of one one to to be, because the Titans are doing this not because their stadium is crap right now because their stadium is perfectly fine but uh, they want more revenue because they're seeing oh Atlanta is always hosting the final four and the Super Bowl and the college football national championship game so like they're gonna be looking at them like well why can't let's get in on that like we're nashville we can do that too so you're gonna have other cities dallas has already got their stuff ready to go for for any and all situations like there's very few places where they're just like okay with not having the whole thing enclosed and watch i bet at some point miami's gonna be like they need it because i mean like i think i'm like miami in tennessee are we delayed it might be a slightly delayed with our, with our communications here. I, I might be delayed. I said they need it in Tennessee because in January there's weather, climate, like snow and everything. And they tried that once yeah. with the, in New York. Yeah, the, the New York one was kind of weird. They just wanted to do a New York one just to do a New York one. And I think they just got out of the way. But, like, you have other cities. Minnesota, that's what I mean. They had to put one there. But Chicago's going to want one. But I think the Bears want to move out of the city. So we'll see what happens there. And then, like... Uh, I mean, the Rangers built a new one just, just for the fact that they didn't want to be in the sun anymore. Um, so I think you're, you're going to see other teams that have, I guess, stadiums maybe around the same age as the Titans try and look like, hey, maybe we should put a roof or some sort of structure like that. I could see the Bucks doing it because uh, the Dolphins, for the most part, just enclose their stadium except for the field itself. And the Bucks. The same architect made the uh, Buck Stadium, so I could see them doing something like retrofitting a, a roof structure up there. So you're going to see. And God knows Vinick has the money to do it. Yeah. Um, he owns the Bucks? Mm hmm. Oh, sheesh. And then um, and then you've got the. Oh, wait, is that the Glazers? The Glazers own the Bucks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. So uh, you got them. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they have a decent amount of money as well. You know, you got that. I mean, the They're California teams, cheap, it doesn't really matter in California. It barely rains there anyways, so that's not really a thing. But, like, uh, sheesh, what, what are the teams? I think that's for the most part. Maybe Carolina. Maybe Carolina might do something like that where they would. But um, And maybe some of the northern cities. Like, like I said, Chicago is probably a, is probably going to do the, go that route and, and have a roofed stadium. Uh, Detroit's already got one. Indianapolis has one. So they're going to go that route as well. Buffalo's going to make one. So all these teams are not only doing that, 
so they can have like you know concerts and a bunch of stuff year round and to host the big games and the big Super Bowls and you know big soccer matches and stuff. It won't be relegated. And I could see like MetLife in New York just like you know what let's retrofit a let's 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 ask for a billion dollars more in public money and add a roof to our structure just to have a roof. Uh, I could see that happening. Maybe even New England as well. So watch they're either gonna build new stadiums. Or they're gonna retrofit them with roofs, with whatever's that's whatever is still left at this point. So uh, the Titans went the whole route with building a brand new one, and because they don't want, and they also yeah, seating capacity is lowered now too, because it's not as important to have eighty thousand plus people anymore. It's now it's sixty thousand, but you're charging them more for a more prime experience at this point. That's that's the the big ticket stuff now, is is the experience. And they want you there. They basically are making a, a giant amusement park slash mall that you can spend your entire day at for the game. So that's that's the idea. And that's that's why Stephen Ross is doing all that stuff in his wacky world over there. He's building that whole thing up just so you could spend the entire day there. So, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, let's see, we're at 37 minutes. And this is war on the fly, but I did want to talk about this. I think Andrew's going to get all, all hot and flustered for this. Do you want to talk about the reverse retro uniforms? Andrew? Sure. Yeah, because we, we haven't gotten your, you know, we're logo files. And Charles, uh, you know, he's he's not, uh, he's, he's, he's becoming more versed with the hockey stuff. So let's go with the, the reverse retro uniforms because they just came I'm out. I'm becoming very cultured. Yes. So those um, just came out, and those were pretty cool. Yes, Andrew. Uh, I'm gonna just for my viewing pleasure. I'm gonna pull up the reverse retros as well, so I yeah. can look at them. Okay. Do we want to go down the line and vote on which we think is our favorite? I'm gonna pull up. Uh, probably just gonna pull up Chris Kramer's stuff from SportsLogos.net. So let me just do that. And then we'll uh, we'll see. I get this. I'm trying to get this Titan stuff off the off the freaking screen. That's what Charles says every Sunday. <laughs> oh man, I was enjoying this though. When we get to the football segment, I'll, oh yeah, I'll that's jump gonna be fun. It. It's gonna be fun for you. That's for sure. I'm trying to let this doing the thing. I'm trying to make it re- revert back to. There we go. That's what I wanted. Okay, so. Uh, let's see, sportslogos.net. So, yeah, Adidas has... Uh, Fuck Adidas, but okay. Well, they just, they finally uh, took forever, but they finally did what they had to do. That's the problem. They took for fucking ever to do it. It's uh, like a no-brainer. They're a German company. <laughs> If you want to, you want to <laughs> go deeper into that. Well, I know, I know they and their founders supported the Nazis. Mm. So it's like, of all the companies that wouldn't want to appear like they were siding with a a raging anti semite, it would be fucking Adidas. I mean, it kind of seems like it's keeping appearances from what you guys just said. And it is. It really is. Like. Uh, so here, uh, Adidas, their founder was Adolf Dassler. Oof, that's um, a great first name to have. 
<laughs> not a name you hear common anymore, boys. And I, I'm not calling on him because his first name is Adolf, Adolf, because that was a common name. It's uh, I, I very just... common in Argentina. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Argentina catching true. strays right now. <laughs> We'd be calling Adolfo, Adolfo. Mm. Uh, 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 Adolfo Heinzler. <laughs> Plenty of Heinler or whatever. Himmlers <laughs> out in Argentina for some weird reason. You know, white people with blue eyes. <laughs> Working. They, they don't look like gauchos for sure. Andrew had just got destroyed. <laughs> no, I mean, she's. Fuck she, Adidas is basically the long exactly. story short. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I was correct. So Adidas was founded by Nazis. Are they a far felon? Well, there were two brothers that had one company. There was... Yes, was the, the, split, the split between Adidas and Puma. The non-Nazi brother founded Puma. Yeah. So, you know, my go favorite, Puma. My favorite shoe company. Um, which is owned partially by Jay-Z, right? Or Jay-Z's having a director part to it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know, but they make Sonic and Mario shoes. Yeah, so kind of create import. <laughs> Hold on. I I'm at the see this now because this is how it's going to tell us we're never going to get Watch, watch the Throne ever again. Mm. I'm sorry, Andrew. I just... Jay-Z's budget-friendly Puma sneakers. Yes. Go. Yes! All right. <laughs> You're on a side. Are you on side Yee or side Jay-Z? Yeah. You rock with the hoe, kids. Well, I I have to go with Jay Z. I mean, for one thing, he's not a complete psycho. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and for anyone wondering, I am Jewish. You know, come at me if you really? want to be anti-Semitic and shit. I don't care because fuck you. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, onto a. Those are love for food, though. They can't find us on that. Like those guys just talked about corn dogs. How can we hate them? Yeah, whatever. So, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, you know, fuck, fuck, uh, anti-Semites and Kanye West and all that stuff. So, all right, Andrew, want to want to do something a little more, a little more fun? All right, all right. Yeah, buy, let's, buy Puma. Uh... Buy Puma sponsor us. <laughs> I have so many pairs of your yeah. shoes. Also, the Twitter Puma. You got the drops with the Mario shoes. They had the the Mario shoes with the, they had like the three versions with the. The Mario 64, Mario Sunshines, and Mario Galaxy ones, which I couldn't find because they got scalped like crazy. You know, they got the Sonic line as well. They've had a few Sonic shoes. So, you know, just give me give me the shoes. That's all I want. I want the shoes. Okay. All right. So, Reverse Retro uh, Adidas did come out with these. So, we're going to go team by team. I'm going down the list here from uh, sportslocals.net. All right, Andrew, you ready? Yeah. All right. So first, well, we're going alphabetical. Yeah. I'm going on Chris Creamer's site, and I'm going down his order. So, and I think he went alphabetical. Yeah, Anaheim. So first team is Anaheim. The Ducks, the mighty Ducks of Anaheim. So there you go. That's Anaheim. You know, I'll be honest. You know, if I if I'm being honest, you know, I I'm not a huge fan of the I much prefer the old uh uh eggplant and green look that they used to have back when they were the mighty ducks mm -hmm. but 
if they're going to stick with this orange thing, I would prefer this to be their 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 jersey going forward. Yeah. Yeah, it has the the uniqueness of like the slanted I lines. I don't hate it. You know, the the classic Mighty Ducks logo which everybody loves and everybody's like just be that, you know? Nobody nobody likes your your D logo, right? Nobody wants the D. Okay, Anaheim. And yeah, I mean this is fine. It's uh, they had an they had an orange version of this. I think as like a semi throwback a uh, couple years back and then last year they just had the the mighty duck bursting out of the ice uh wild wing but this Which year awesome. yeah this year they just went with uh their old stripes but in their current colors so it's just fine Which, like, this, this would be an awesome look yeah full time yeah um but their ownership you know, I, I, separate I, themselves I, from disney the disney era like look i get it that um, some uniform like uh, UCF space uniforms in football. People are like UCF. Excuse me. UCF needs to be the Citronauts all the time. They need to always wear space uniforms. It's like, yeah, they're cool, but it kind of loses the the specialness of it if you're wearing it all the time. You know, that's the whole point. Is you wear it once a year really make a big deal out of it mm-hmm. this is one where i don't think it would overstay its welcome if it came back permanently right yeah in the ducks colors aren't bad they're they're, they're just they're not uh, bad they're not bad they're, i mean they, they went with the it's orange county that's their that's why they have orange it's just because they, they play in orange county so okay that's fine it's I not mean, a bad color yeah. team it's just i prefer the other one all right Okay, so that's Anaheim. Next is Arizona with a, a a Sedona orange, burnt orange type of look to it, with the uh, the coyote on acid uh, look, with the uh, the landscape on the bottom as their stripes. So this is a new color that the Coyotes have come out with. They've never used this color before, and uh, a lot of people have been fans of of the coyote on acid on. In any different in any in any color, I think last year was in was it in green or in purple? Last year, I think it was one of those two. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I like the wackiness of the coyote on acid, that's for sure. Um, but uh, I I can I can really just see this as a one off more than anything. That's my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't want this to be a permanent thing. Yeah. So all right. Anything more? We'll move on. We'll go from there. Let's move on. All right. Next is the Boston Bruins, who've brought back Winnie the Pooh. So this jersey is instantly banned in China. And it's the, uh, it was originally a yellow, a yellow jersey. This time it's white. And it's got the, the furry looking bear stripes on the bottom in in black and yellow. And they have a, a realistic looking brown bear in the middle with big giant Bruins type on their shoulders. So uh, this was a very bold looking look. There's uh, Charles's boy, Brad Marchand, showing off the jersey. Isn't that the weirdest bear you've ever seen in your life? It reminds me of the bear from the Cleveland show. A little <laughs> okay. bit. Uh, it kind of well, makes let, sense me, let me say this. Hmm. This 
this design, well, not this specific design, but this, what they're reversing was one of, if not the first third jersey yeah. in, in NHL history. That, yeah, it's true. It's what, it was the first line of, of jerseys. It it was that it was them uh, the Burger King jersey for the yeah. Kings, um, and then uh, the the Wild Wing breaking through the ice was kind of like the first yeah few. So there you go. All right. I mean, I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty pretty cool that they brought back the realistic bear, realistic looking bear, but there's I don't know. There's something about it that I don't. Maybe it looks too. It's too realistic for me. I don't know. Not sure. And the, the you know the wacky stripes and everything. I mean, I think it's it's fine. But uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it as part of Boston's entire look. And the fact that they're using brown uh, on the actual bear, nothing in nowhere else. Kind of. I don't know. I, I it just one off for me too on this one. Okay. Next is Buffalo. And they brought back yes. they brought back what is called the goat head with the uh, more angry looking saber or buffalo in the middle. But instead of black and red, they just have it in their current colors of blue and yellow and white. So I like it. I'm a fan. I think this is if they had to have a third jersey, they just do use this. Use this. Uh, I, I agree. You know, and of course, I'm sure Andrew loves it because it, you know, Dominic Hashik's look from back then. Yeah that that was the the look of the Sabers growing up mm-hmm. for me. Um, you know, I started getting into hockey around like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. Mm. Um, so, ah uh, man, Panthers added Auto Nation as their their sweater sponsor. Yeah, it's because Wayne Huizenga was the founder, and they're in Fort Lauderdale. So yeah. Wow. Uh, um. So yeah, it, it. You know, that's my Buffalo Sabers. I know that was a very, in the grand scheme of the franchise, very small amount of time. But you know that was what they wore when I became probably a their most successful time in their history. Yes, so, yeah. absolutely. Um, it's and it's a good it's so, a, it's a great logo. It's a great logo. It doesn't matter what um, color you I, put it in. Yeah, it's a great logo. I, I like you said. I'd love to see that become kind of a a, a permanent third, mm-hmm. or uh, if not the third, but you know, brought out every now and then. Yeah. Okay, so that's Buffalo. Next is Calgary, who have brought back this weird design with the crossed, you know, diagonal stripe. And um, I guess in a, some sort of way, a little like the Portland Trailblazers in a sense. But this time in black, before they just had it in, in red and white. And it's uh, it's different, that's for sure. Not really a fan of it in black, to be honest. And for some, I guess it's got a lot going on on the bottom. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. Once again, it's different. I think this was when Jerome McGinley was part of the team. That's when this debuted. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. It's it's it reminds a... me of like the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, sign, and that's the problem. <laughs> They're doing well. Dame is doing good so far. Uh, all right. I mean, what do you think, Andrew? Any... It's one off for me. I don't. I don't need this to come back. Yeah. They have such an amazing it's, current it's jersey. It's, yeah. Like. Yeah. It's it, it, the problem is. They don't really have a lot. That franchise does not really have a lot of variation in their looks. Right. Um, and they they got the main one out of the way last year with the the horse head. Yeah. Um, so it's like, yeah. After that was the no brainer. Yeah. Um, but after that, it's kind of like you know, I you know honestly, I think. I don't see the reverse as much as I love the reverse retro seeing these new uniforms. I don't see this lasting beyond like next season because by that point you're, you're running out of a lot of Jersey options and you're going to have to start repeating. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you, that, I, I, I agree with you with that. There's not some some teams really don't have many designs. Heck, the Red Wings have already run out. <laughs> oh no! Or like uh, Montreal or Toronto. It's especially for those. Um... Look at the Carolina Hurricanes. They they basically went back to like a couple seasons ago. I know. <laughs> They're like, hey, let's just get our white jerseys. And we'll just make them in red. That was it. This is this is the Carolina Hurricanes. Not nothing which, more. Which I want to say about this. First off, Hurricanes, screw you for getting rid of your original home jerseys. Those were amazing. I loved the uh, the hurricane flags mm-hmm. as your stripe. Like so simple to differentiate yourselves, and you went away from it. It's like. No, you guys are from the 90s. You know, lean into that craziness a bit. And it's not that crazy either. Well, they they but... finally this season they 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 kind of sort of brought it back. They brought they've made the actual, you know, storm flag stripes on the bottom pop out again. Like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're already trying to re-embrace it. So, but now they, now they have uh, just the the storm flag as their main black jersey now. So, yeah. So that's their. They needed a red jersey, so they're like, oh, let's just use this. So they, it seemed like they were finally. The, then I guess they went on that playoff run. They're just like, okay, we're just black now for now. Mm. Well, they'll go back. Don't worry. This is just a trend for now. I, I don't think they'll I think they'll eventually go back to to red. But maybe they want to differentiate themselves because there's so many teams already in red. In the NHL. Speaking of the Chicago Blackhawks, who are also running out of designs, Andrew, like you said, because they've been in so many outdoor games that that uh, that they've you know made versions of their past jerseys that there's not really much left. Right. So, like out of all the design, like this isn't one of my favorite past Chicago designs being brought back. It's yeah, it's, that's ugly. It is. It's pretty ugly. I don't like it. Nope. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's just plain compared to whatever, and, you know... Yeah. No, all right. Next, Colorado. 
I really like this one. Hmm. It's simple, but it does the job well. Yeah. Yeah, the abs are... It looks le- like Captain Core. <laughs> They've leaned more into uh, hearkening back to the Rockies now with the C logo and everything, and now in the colors of the Colorado State flag and the old Colorado Rockies before that. Uh, hockey team, Charles, not the baseball team. So... Well, but yeah. that's that C logo is the well you said the state flag so yeah. makes sense. Um, and Charles, just to kind of give you an idea, so the the Rockies the hockey team was from the seventies, um, in like the early to mid eighties they moved to New Jersey where they still reside as the Devils. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then the Rockies became a baseball team. So, <laughs> right. All right. Next are the. That's like why would they even have the same franchise name to it? Uh, I just they, there's mountains. Denver's not really an exciting city, guys. I told you. <laughs> there's there's not much more to go on. Uh, all right. Uh, Columbus, the Blue Jackets. Boring. Yeah, this is their original look. This time in black. Last year they did it in red. Uh, and now they did it in black and it's, but again, this is a franchise that, uh, doesn't have much. They don't have much to go on. I think, I don't think they, I don't think they're legally allowed to drink yet. They're that young. They're from 2000. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. So maybe they're just barely able to drink. It's a no for me. It's, it's like, I, did they use the the bug last year? The blue, the yeah, blue they jacket? used the old CB logo with a stinger on their. It's patch. Like, what else can you go on at this? And it wasn't red. Maybe the maybe the the cannon. Yeah, that was kind of what people thought would ago. be. It would be like the cannon in like red or something like that. So it's like there's not much more that these younger franchises can work off of. Okay, next are the Dallas Stars, who also have a black one. Uh, it looks pretty much like the Columbus one, except black and then green. And this is the way the Stars look when they first well, got to Dallas. So now it's just... Yeah, I don't their... see how it's a difference from anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's It's not bad. It's Yeah, it's not bad. It's kind of like a, okay, all right, plain jersey. I mean, I could see a it lot as, of people... you know... A lot of people, though, if this has a lot of people were hoping that the motorists would be that's back. basically and like you said, as far as like limited amount of options, really, that's all that's left for the stars. That's all they've got left, except for like the era where they just had Dallas on the front, which is Ugh, an ugly so era. And I don't know mm-hmm. if they'll go back to that either. So next, the Detroit Red Wings, who copied and pasted the Chicago Blackhawks. like yeah it's bad yeah i don't like it it's a bad one and this is the first time they're using black in their color scheme they've only been uh white and red that's their only two colors last year they brought in silver and this year because they only have two colors they brought in black so it's 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 a bad one it looks it's, it's ugly i don't know okay Ready, Andrew? Next. Edmonton. The Oilers brought back the uh, Todd McFarlane 
jersey. So I know uh, that it's maligned. I know that it's maligned by a f- by a few people, but I like it. You it's know, different. Yeah, yeah, the Todd McFarlane jersey. It, look, so. it looks like a Mega Man icon. Well, the uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. It is uh, the, the gear. Um, each each part of the gear is represents one of their Stanley Cups, so that's why there's five. And then they have the orange drop this time instead of a blue navy blue drop. And it then, pops more. Yeah, and then uh, it's just a navy blue jersey. They just kind of flip the uh, the colors around there with the stripes. And the, I mean, it's it's fine. I don't mind it as a third jersey because the Oilers don't really have anything else as an alternate logo. So it's fine. I like it. I don't, I don't mind it. They went back to their regular royal blue jerseys again, which is great. I don't know why they keep trying to change their home uniforms. It's dumb. <laughs> it's, you, you won five Stanley Cups with some of the greatest players of all time. Why are you going to change it? Okay, so that's Edmonton. Next, Florida. Probably... Oh. Probably my favorite of the reverse retro. Uh, it's 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 gotten number one on most people's list, and it's got me thinking: Do I drop two hundred dollars on a authentic version of this? I hope well, there's replicas. I'll, I'll tell you off air. There's a way to get it for a lot cheaper. Mm, um, Andrew with the hookup. As long as they're not like those cheap Chinese versions that I see on eBay. No, no, no. It's it's legit. It's okay. legit. All right. Yeah, so the Panthers finally put the hockey stick and palm tree on, on the front this time. And then they brought back their FLA Sun logo on the shoulders. And their stripes are from their original home jerseys. Uh, oh, shit. You know what I just realized? What? I, I apologize for interrupting, but I was scrolling through and I just realized something. Hmm. If you look at the, 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 the NHL logo on the... Yeah, they're orange. The, it's orange. It's, yeah. it's the old color. Yeah. Which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. So that's that's another touch that they did here. So, um, I mean, the only thing I, I don't know, I, I would have changed is maybe the color instead of being the, that blue color, maybe the yellow to kind of differentiate it from the rest. Yeah. But, or maybe even red. Not sure. Or maybe navy blue. But either, like, on the original homes, they were navy blue. So I don't know why it wasn't that just to give it a little bit more symmetry. But either way, a lot of people think this is a winner. This is a, uh, I guess they decided to create a brand new blue color because this is different than the one they had in their old alternates from 2009. It's a different Mm -hmm. shade of blue. It's the one that pops up on their all-star game logo for this year. So I think they're just following what the Miami Heat did, which was develop a whole new color scheme just for an alternate look. It's working for a lot of teams now. And I'm a massive fan, so yeah. I'm I'm really hoping, and I get this reverse retro, but I'm really hoping that this might be the beginning of maybe a a transition in your uniforms to something more like the original set because yours so boring right now. I, I listen. I get that your your owner was some West Point guy, and he. Mm. I guess, oh, there is. Some, oh no, there is some navy blue on it, but it's 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 a little more. It's closer. in the colors. Yeah, in the numbers. No, no, it's on the on the collar on the collar. You see it. Uh, a yeah, little bit more inside. than there is. Well, either way, I think it should have gone all the way. Anyways, 
Yeah, I mean, so, so a lot of Panthers fans, there's a legion of them. And look, I called for them to change the things and the look and all that stuff. I don't mind the way they look right now. And it's honestly the best that they've played in, since 96. So, uh, But I, I can see, I, I don't mind having, I, like I said, I think teams should have alternate looks. Uh, like the Heat have done with the Vice look. That was great for a few seasons. In fact, I think they should keep it anyways. And then, like, uh, the Panthers can have, like, a retro-inspired alternate look with this blue, this navy blue color and maybe, like, a, uh, uh alternate uh, uh, with this and this lighter blue color, this, like, ocean blue, whatever you want to call this. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm a massive fan, so cool. Go Florida, and I will, I might actually buy it. Okay, the Kings went with the old purple and gold Lakers colors. There you go. Um, I like the crown. Yeah, well, it's their retro. That's their old logo. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, the the color scheme is cheesy, but I get it. But that's a damn good crown. Yeah, everybody loves that crown. Um, And this is their old yellow jerseys now they actually have it in white they never they never wore this in white and that's why they have it in white now so there you go uh, they basically copied they had the same color scheme as the lakers um for a long long time and yeah i mean it's it's good i think all the laker uh, i'm not the lakers all the kings retro stuff looks good like that purple and gold as much as like we can hate the lakers it looks good on the kings it really does i love that look yeah Sheesh. That's how they did the segue too with the gold inside the uh, brim of the crown itself. Yeah. Like everything about just, that look just, is It's clean, great. man. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the thing. Like when I think about the Miami Vice uh, colors that we had, is it something that would make a non-fan want to wear? Yeah. That jersey makes me want to wear a LA Kings jersey. Yeah. That design. Yeah. Like Kings, the Kings have been pretty good with their merchandising. You know, they had the, the 80s era stuff and you know, like sheesh, rappers wearing it. Like everything... They they just they know how to look good, so I'm a I'm a fan. So go Kings go on this one. All right, nothing more to say, Andrew. Kings did good. They did good. All right. Next, Minnesota went with the North Stars look again, this time in green. And again, you're you're kind of running out. I mean, they literally did the same thing as last year, just changed the colors. Yeah, this was white last year. Now it's green, and I think. We're gonna see. They're eventually just gonna be this color. That's what's gonna happen. Like that, that, that they they they've been wanting to be the North Stars for a long time now. Eventually, this is the way it's gonna be. So, uh, and I, I mean, I don't mind it. Their 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 current logo is gorgeous. Just make it green and yellow. And green and yellow is a good combo to have, as the Oakland A's have shown. So, that's great. All right. Uh, next is if this thing will actually scroll down for me. Thank you. Yeah, they have such a great logo. Next, the Montreal Canadiens, who say this is from 1978, but this is actually a Montreal Expos uniform. Which kudos? Yeah, kudos. Um, it's it's the city of Montreal's colors, which is true. It's their colors, but it really is the Montreal Expos look. It's the same powder blue. It's the same, like the C and the, like they just, it just looks exactly the same. And the Canadians have run out of things to, to do as well, Andrew. 
They've pretty much used all of their retro stuff from before. So the mm-hmm. the last thing they could do was just basically, all right, baseball team, let's go. So that's that's much. I, I like it. I mean, I don't. The, that powder blue is a great blue. Oh, the Expos always look like a good team. So there you go. And they have their their orange logo in the L and H instead because they're French. Mm. Next, the Nashville Predators have uh, gone with the uh, the saber tooth cat looking directly at you, all weird looking, and instead of the Dijon mustard color, they've got with their current yellow color, which a lot of people were disappointed in. They wanted this in navy blue. That's a very aggressive yellow. Yeah, well, they that's their current look, their current color, but people wanted a navy blue jersey, and they instead made this in their current yellow. So, and I really don't like that logo. Like, it's not, I'm not a fan of it at all. It's it's their work. They should have, you know what? They should have just, just teeth or just yeah. Yeah, the teeth are too prominent, man. Yeah, it, it, the the saber tooth cat looks better from the side. You know what they should have done, Andrew? They should have just done their winter classic uniform. Yeah. And made that yellow or navy. That's what they should have done. And they really, yeah, once again, a team that doesn't have much to go on. So that's really, there's not much left for them. All right, the New Jersey Devils, who have also paid homage to the Colorado Rockies for some weird reason. But again, the Devils really don't have a lot to go on. The the only major... There have only been... Since they've been in New Jersey, there have only been two changes, really, to their uniform, to their jersey. The first was they went from the green and red to the black and red. Mm -hmm. And then, like, last season or a couple of seasons ago, the striping on yeah. the bottom they changed the striping yep that's it yep and they've they've never they've never had an alternate logo ever they've always just had that one logo and that's it and they were the colorado rockies and before that they were the kansas city scouts and there's not really much to go on and they weren't going to do a scouts jersey because why would they but apparently they did this so all right, and it it doesn't work for them at all. It just doesn't. So that's it feels a, uninspired. It is. It is because they have not much to be inspired by. So, all right, the New York Islanders have brought back the fishermen. Thank God. So there I he will is. Say the one the one thing I'm bummed about though is they didn't bring back the wave stripes. Nope. For some reason, they were too afraid to go with it, so they just went with like just these angular-looking stripes, a little like the ducks, a little bit. Um, they, yeah, it's like, they, dude, if you're if you're gonna go all the if you're gonna go with the the campiness of the of the Gorton's fishermen, just go all the way with it. Yeah, and this isn't even a bad logo either. You know, it's, it's, it's just, not bad. Yeah, you, you just honestly, this is probably good for an alternate logo, anyways. They don't have much either. So, mm-hmm. um, by the way, it's back and it's in navy. Um, 
It wasn't Navy before anyway, so I don't get why. I was I thought they were gonna go with like an orange jersey or something, but oh, they went with this. It's it's not great. They can do better. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing the logo back with a different striping pattern of some sort. Um, all right, so the New York Rangers went back to Lady Liberty. Really, that's it. Except now it's it's okay. Yeah, now it's in their uh, their royal blue instead of navy blue this time. Once again, not as inspired. Someone pointed out. Someone made a, a comment that it would have been cool if it was in red, and I I am actually in agreement with that. It would yeah. be cool to see that uh, look in a completely different color. They probably didn't go with it because they are the Broadway blue shirts. You know, mm. but if the blue jackets can wear red, you know, <laughs> why not? All right. The Ottawa senators are just as uninspired. It's they, they went back to their original logo this year or last year anyways. So it's basically just their the striping pattern from like their first third Jersey. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not, this isn't good. This isn't good at all. Um, I don't like it. That's 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 me. We move on, Andrew. We keep going. Let's go. Sure. Philadelphia. Uh, instead of orange stripes on one part and black on the other, they flipped it. That's it. It's their current white one with the colors flipped for orange and black. Let me say this though: they're gonna they're bringing back the Cooperalls for their warmups. Well, that's funny. which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Charles, a little bit of a learner goof here. Back in the seventies, there were two teams: the Hartford Whalers, who are now the Carolina Hurricanes, and the Flyers wore these things called Cooperalls. They were made by a company called Cooper. They were basically track pants that yeah. the, that the teams wore. Um, during game um the problem was they reduced friction so much that if the players fell they just slid all over the place yeah yeah basically it's basically what the okay. refs what the refs wear the refs wear pants so there you go but there they are you can see them that's what they look that's what they will look like when they wear them for warm-ups only uh next the pittsburgh penguins have brought back the robo penguin which i am a fan of I like the Robo Penguin. And that's what that's I like the Robo Penguin and again that's what they wore when I was starting to get into Yeah. Uh, hockey. So yeah. this was not a lot a, of good years yeah. with with that, that logo. Yeah, it's a it's a good logo. It's uh it's a good alternate. I I think they should just have it as an alternate logo anyways. Um as like a third jersey. Maybe an actual yellow third jersey. I thought they were gonna go with yellow. To be honest, because they don't actually have a yellow jersey anymore, but whatever they did it, they did it in black. They never actually did it in this pattern before. They had like the gradient stripe and like the Pittsburgh uh, going diagonally. So it's I like this one. This is one of the good ones. Uh, it's safe, but it's a good safe. Uh, the San Jose Sharks. I love the Sharks. I love what the Sharks did from a historical standpoint. They went with the California Golden Seals look, except. Instead of saying seals, it's sharks, which is also kind of funny because sharks eat seals. 
Yeah. And also, in a weird way, weird roundabout way, the Sharks are the successor of the Golden Seals because of mergers and all kinds of things and ownership uh, franchise rights. So the this all kind of this is kind of like the culmination of all those years into one. So I, I like it. It's an alternate yeah. color scheme as well, which the Sharks could probably stand to use. Uh, uh, yeah, go go Seals. Andrew, no, anything? It reminds me of the Flint Tropics. I love it. Uh, jerseys. Yeah, a lot of people uh, mentioned that as well. They look like the the, the Michigan Flint Tropics or Flint Michigan Tropics. Now, now I have "Love Me Sexy" stuck in my head. So there you go. That's the shark. For those who haven't seen Semi Pro. <laughs> Next, uh, this is ridiculous. The Seattle Kraken have a reverse retro jersey. They were made last year. It doesn't make any sense. They just went with a I don't know aqua looking jersey with. I don't know what their stripe pattern is from. Um, oh, it's the stripe pattern is meant to show it partially submerged beneath the navy blue sea. So it's supposed to look like it's popping out of the ocean. It doesn't make any sense for them to do this. I don't know why they didn't do a Seattle Millionaires thing. I have no idea. Everyone's very annoyed about that. Or Metropolitan. Not, the Millionaires are Vancouver. But uh, yeah. Uh, and maybe they're saving them... Uh, Maybe for an outdoor game at the Mariners ballpark or something. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's the Kraken. It's it's whatever. They needed a jersey in this color anyways. I'm surprised. But supposedly next year they're going to have an actual third jersey. And it's probably going to be in this color anyways. But whatever. Uh, the St. Louis Blues went with a yellow version of a jersey that they never even wore. This was a prototype jersey, but then they, I don't know, they dropped it and went with whatever they they initially debuted with in blue, which is a classic uniform. It's probably one of the best uniforms in hockey anyways. And it's, a, it's, it's just, it's just, it's yellow. It's, it's a yellow this. It's fine. I don't. Reminds me of the Denver Nuggets jerseys. A little bit, yeah. They're yellow. Yeah, like the Carmelo era. That's, yeah. But I'm not a fan of this, Andrew, to be honest. I don't know. How about you? It's it's all right. Yeah. It is what it is. It's a one-off. Uh, the Lightning, Andrew. Here we go. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> the storm. Ugh, is what the fuck? <laughs> so we, the... we, we, we wore this jersey back in the mid-90s. It was our first third jersey. Um, I mean, it was, it was white instead of, it was black instead of white. And then, um, so the colors are flipped a bit. Um, again, it's, it's so bad. It's good. That's, that's a crime against humanity. Those (laughs) eyes, my eyes are bleeding, man. Yeah, a lot of people. You either love and I'm this not because doing it's just bad. to chide you because I never really attack them. You either love this because it's bad yeah. or you hate it because it's so bad. And there's there's only two extremes with this one. That's bad. Yeah, I, I mean I don't like it as much as the coyote on acid, which is different. But I don't mind the the just the silliness of it all. So, okay. That's the thing. It's I I. Don't get me wrong. I think it's in terms of design, it's so bad. It's so nineties. 
But you got you got to admit the fact that they're bringing this back and they're not shying away from it. Mm. You know, it's in that regard I like it, and it's one of those it's so bad it's good things. Yeah. All right. Next is the Toronto Maple Leafs with the now that's really fucking boring. (laughs) Man, sheesh. I mean, yeah, I was going to talk shit about the lightning for a second, but then that's kind of lazy. Yeah, this is like, like, listen, I get that the lightning's design is bad and tacky, but at least it's something. No, the design's not bad and tacky. It's just that blue, man. That's some strong blue right there. Well, that's their blue. What, on the lightning jersey? Yeah, the the powder blue hurt my eyes, man. Which one? The the, the Leafs? That's not, that's royal blue. No. No, the lightning one. Oh, the lightning one with the uh, yeah. the storm. The maple leaves just look very basic. Well, that's the thing. That's that's what yeah. people were complaining about. It's you just close your eyes. If 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 you never knew anything about hockey, you're just like that's how the leaves look like, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And if you told this to a Leafs fan, they're like, oh, okay, I guess we're wearing these now. And they it'd, it'd be really hard to spot the difference. And really, the Leafs have been like this for their entire history. They literally just have a maple leaf in the middle and they just change the stripes up a little bit. And I feel like the maple leaf itself looks like a kid who never saw what a pot plant looked like and drew it from ooh. what they think it is and just stuck it on there. It's a bad design. It's it's boring. It's boring. And you haven't even seen the Justin Bieber jerseys. So, ooh, that, that'll come later, okay. Charles. Apparently, uh, the Leafs, who are owned by the, the same team, that the same group that owns the Raptors, are want to you know do another collab with somebody just like they did with drake and with justin bieber they're gonna make a hockey jersey and it's also black for whatever weird reason so all right and the leafs are never worn black as their mind jersey but whatever okay the vancouver canucks went with johnny canuck in the middle so i am pleased there you go it's okay yeah i don't hate it it's uh Navy blue. Apparently, this is supposed to look like a 1960s Western Hockey League Canucks jersey. Um, they've used Johnny Cook Canuck on a, uh, on a, I think as a as like an alt, like a secondary shoulder logo before, so it's not out of ordinary for them. But yeah, it's fine. It's 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 an actual retro, but not retro for Vancouver because they've kind of done all of their retro jerseys by this point. So there you go. All right, the Vegas Golden Knights, who have done a reverse retro for nothing. But uh, it's just Vegas diagonally this time in black. It doesn't really homage to... um, I like the color stuff, though. Yeah, no, the colors are fine. and, And, Charles, it glows in the dark. Oh, that's that's fucking cool. <laughs> Look, as an adult, let's just say it. At thirty-three, I still think that glow in the dark and then uh, you know, light up shoots are cool. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. That's that's my really demons can't catch me. Yeah, it's awesome. They're the stripes shimmer as well. Like you're wearing gold. So uh the Golden Knights have had pretty sweet looking jerseys and done like c- cool things with the material to make it look regal. So there you go. That's the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they're a winner, in my opinion, Andrew. They're a good one. Absolutely, very good. Yeah. The 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 glow in the dark is just the you know the cherry on top. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, and like the the I guess the way the the the, the letters look kind of looks like maybe a little bit like a like deck cards type of look font to it. I guess, which makes sense. All right, the Washington Capitals. I've gone with the Eagle this time in black. It was never in black before. They had a black jersey back then, but it was with the Capitol building on it. So this time it's in black. So that's, that's it. That's kind of slick. Yeah, no, it's a slick look. I mean, they had the same colors. Well, same, same ownership, so they had the same colors as the Wizards back then too. So the Wizards and the Caps have always had, for the most part, same-looking colors and same ownership. So that's why they went black and blue and gold. All right. And I think we're at the end, right? Yes, the Winnipeg Jets. With a, I don't know, they're boring as well. I know people like the retro Jets logo. That's fine. I've never really liked the retro Jets logo either, to be honest. What do you think, Andrew? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's all all of the uh, reverse retros. We went long on that one. So word from the non-sponsors. Guys, ready? People, places, things, concepts, what have you that we've been enjoying. Uh, well, over the last week, I'm going to have to start, guys, because you guys know where I'm going with this. Charles mm-hmm. knows. I'm sure you guys know. It's uh, Mario and Rabbit's Spark of Hope. I don't have the same rule as Charles where he has to wait till he beats the game before he gives it a review. I already know. I feel personally attacked by that. <laughs> yeah. I already, it's love at first sight for me already, Charles. Okay. It's it's Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope. I, I love the first one. Uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. It's it's a Mario real... Uh, not not really an RTS. It's, it's, a, it's a Mario's strategy game. And uh, which is new for Mario. He's never had a, a game in that genre of video games. And it's made by Ubisoft, not Nintendo. So those French bastards found a way to make this really cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, uh, turn-based strategy game. It's, it's fun. It's simple. Comparison to other turn-based strategy games, which I guess is the point. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of my entry point in it for the most part. Even though I've played Fire Emblem. So I guess it's kind of sort of in the same vein. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mario has weapons and there's uh, Luigi has a crossbow. Peach has a umbrella cannon. Uh, and then you got these little rabbits that are hanging out with you. And you got to save the world from Cursa in this weird like combo world of the rabbit world with the Mario world. That's gone on for two games now. And uh, it looks good. The music's good. Uh, and uh and it's just fun the structure for this game is different than the first one the first one was more um uh i guess the mission base and you had to try and see if you can uh get uh better scores or uh and, and get stars that way this one is more just beat the challenge you can either beat an, an easy uh, normal mode or hard mode either way you, you want to play the game it doesn't matter. You just have to beat the challenges. It's more linear in that sense. It's more of a streamlined experience. But the combat is different this time. You now have sparks, which are the combination of Lumas and Rabbids from. So this is uh, from Super Mario Galaxy. There's more Mario Galaxy nods in this game, which I like. 
because Mario Galaxy is one of my more favorite Mario games. And yeah, yeah, I mean, this is, it's a good one. The reviews have been good. Uh, I think it's got nine, nines for pretty much across, eight and nines across. And I'm, I'm a fan. I'm already probably a third of the way in. I think I'm 36% done. I don't know how close to 100% I'm going to get. I got like 95 or something percent in the first game. So I'm definitely going to uh, play this as much as possible. I'm probably get at least 25 hours out of this, I think, from from the way things are going. And yeah, another line of good Mario games. So uh, yeah, Mario Rabbits, Sparks of Hope, uh, promo code. Ah! <laughs> That was unexpected. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I can go next because I don't have anything that's too crazy. So, you know, boys, I haven't played video games in about two weeks. I'm actually playing WWE 2K22 right now. That's on my non-sponsor, but, you know, get me back in the game thing. So I can't do that. I talked about a book, so we can't talk about books. I was thinking a TV show, but maybe next week makes more sense. Francisco, I think, figured out why already. Andrew will figure out when it takes two seconds to register. But we're going to go with good food. And, you know, there's a lot of burger joints in town. And there's that high, fast-end kind of, like, fusion of fast food but not fast food. Burger joints. You have your um, you have your burger fries, which is okay. You have your five guys, which we enjoy. And then you have your everything else in between. But over the weekend, I had Shake Shack. And I've had Shake Shack before, and I haven't really mm. emphasized it because I, I think sometimes the level, of, like the Shake Burger is good, but they now have something for a limited time only. And I hate when they do limited time only because I want it all the time, but they're doing a hot one spicy Shake Shack Burger. And what I also like about Shake Shack is that they let you have cheese fries. And let me tell you something, if you have an option of cheese fries, we're getting cheese fries. So I had the hot one spicy Shake Shack Burger cheeseburger with the cherry peppers and everything like that and then i had the hot ones cheese fries with bacon on it and it was fantastic it was good it was nice you know the cheese could be a little bit more um more fluid i would say but i i just ate all that up it was just it was just enjoyable they had the sauce to dunk in for the burgers um well, not for the burgers. I mean, I did dunk it in the burger too, but for the fries and I had the burger and it's about roughly where you get a lot of things when you get that fast food kind of burger places, they might be the same. But when I had like burger fry, I thought it was kind of like, eh, it was fine, but this was definitely enjoyable. As you see right now, the hot ones burger, that's why I had, and I doubled it up. I doubled up that meat boys. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a man here. I need two patties, not one <laughs> patty. I'm salivating thinking about it now because I'm burrito waiting for me after the show. Mm. It was good. It was good. Like that, the hotness is about a six and a half, seven. So it's Andrew proof. Um, but I liked it. It was good. There was a good amount of cheese. The bacon was crispy. You know, you, I just swallowed it whole. I usually just get the shack burger because I like the cherry peppers that they have in there. But um, yeah, mostly can recommend it. Recommend it. If you have a uh, capability to get one and you don't feel like doing five guys, but you want a burger and you don't want like Wendy's or Burger King or McDonald's, get yourself some Shake Shack. It's good. The Hot Ones burger is recommendable. Very tasty. Same thing with the guys. Hot Ones cheese fries with bacon. <laughs> Salve. They also have some. Oh, yeah, I know. They have some good dinner or not dinner, but dessert recommendations as well. I haven't had any of their chicken sandwiches. The last time I had it was in August. Wait, uh, when what we did you say the spiciness Carol was? 
uh, like a like a six and a half, seven. Is what they I'm literally thinking. put seven out of ten on there. You, you, yeah, your yeah, taste buds are, I, are on point. Yeah, well, I've had like the real stuff from Hot Ones oh, as yeah. like a, a gimme joke. So I've had the bomb before. I got that for Walter for his birthday, and he he pussed out, but I took it and I sweated so much. And then me and the boys, you know, they will get some from Pepper Palace, and then like when we when we have like the barbecue cook cookouts, then we'll mix some stuff there. So I, I like to think my palate's good. My doctor may hate me, but Doc, you know, if you want to keep getting money, have me do things that are against my health, right? Um, but recommend it. It's good. <laughs> promo code well uh, it's serious right do you want me to be healthy and never come back to you you want me to be near the cusp of death and not dying so i can pay um hot ones promo code against doctor's orders or not hot ones but shake shack hot ones spicy burger and cheese fries promo code against doctor's orders Mm -hmm. damn now i want one it do you have one by you i would think there's a shake shack there's uh i don't know i don't know if you've been eating one here i've uh there's one on uh uh, I had the one in Lincoln Road in Miami Beach. That's where I yeah. got it. I mean, for eight bucks or nine bucks, and you get the cheese fries. I, you know, I so think there's a Shake Shack in Doral. I think there's one there. There's got to yeah. be one. I recommend. I'll it. look it up. Let's see. But yeah, uh, Andrew, you got anything? Yes, sir. Yep. So. Uh, I've been going to court, don't worry for people, these guys know, but it's, it's me, uh, helping out a friend, uh, who's an attorney in the case. I'm not in trouble. They're not in trouble. Um, he's the Jewish so... Noriega. Sorry to tell you kids that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, um, Andrew's like, who the hell is Noriega? I know who Noriega is. Um, so, getting dressed up all the time. Uh, it's been a while since I've had to, you know, get dressed up in a suit, uh, all that stuff, on such a regular basis. It's been a while. Um, so, uh, sorry, I had something in my throat. So, my non-sponsor is Floor Shine. What the hell is that? It's a dress shoe company. Yeah, cool. Um, I've been wearing Floor Shine for several years now. Uh, it was recommended to me by a family friend. And, you know, they're nice. They're relatively inexpensive uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um which is weird to say because their shoes are like 200 something bucks, but um, I've seen a lot worse. Um, mm-hmm. Pulling it up here. They're good. Men's warehouse right now. Um, they last a long time. They're relatively comfortable, as comfortable goes when it comes to dress shoes, which is generally not that comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't, like, I'm, I won't be able to say, like, these are the greatest shoes on earth, but um, they are good. They, they do well. They uh, hold up well. I'm going to be getting a new pair eventually because these are really getting worn out. Um, so, yeah, Floor Shine, uh, 
promo code relatively inexpensive. How long have you had the current shoes? Oh. That's a testament to the long-lasting nature. Yeah, those are the things that matter most. Are they comfortable, and do they last a long time? Yeah. Because I just have some Dockers, and they're pretty decent. There's some here that are insanely expensive. They say 130 115 it, Yeah, that, that seems to be about $90. These yeah. ones look like sneakers, actually. Floor shine, I dash, think... wing up, lace up. What is this? Huh. I think I've had this pair for like six or seven years at this point. Holy shit. Yeah, no, that's really good for dress shoes, man. I like dockers that couldn't survive or rockboards that couldn't survive for some time. Um, you know, the problem, though, is, um, you know, most of the shoe is fine. I could keep going wearing it. It's just a few years ago, I, when I was walking, I guess something like ripped or whatever. So there's a hole in the, the shoe itself. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's not that noticeable, especially if you're wearing dark colored socks. Um, but it's like you know, they've done good work, but it's it's time for me to get a new set. Alrighty. Yeah, I mean, they 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 look good. So that's yeah, that's really good. That's good for for shoes. All right, boys. So we're at an hour and thirty six minutes. We spent a lot of time on the Jersey stuff, but uh, I guess we can talk about college football, Andrew. So NBA's NBA's whatever, you know. The Lakers are yeah, not doing great. Games. Yeah, Lakers are not doing whatever. People are laughing at that, so that's funny. Um, all the Russ, what if Russ was the shooter? Memes are pretty funny. Um, and uh, so there's that. And then the uh, uh, the NHL, kind of the same thing. You know, the, the Flyers have gone off to a pretty good start. Same thing with like teams like Buffalo and Detroit. So that, but you know, things will, things will even out eventually after, after a couple of weeks here. So we'll, we'll see which teams actually fall back down to earth with that. So there's not much on hockey. So that, all right. All right, Andrew, college football, let's do it. Anything that so, sticks out uh, to you. So this weekend, uh, I was up in Miami gardens covering the Duke Miami game and holy shit. <laughs> Um, that, that was impressive. Is that the Miami, Ohio team that you're covering? No, no, no. The Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> what is this team? <laughs> oh, man. I've never heard of them. <laughs> what, uh, Hurricane Ian was three weeks ago, bud. Why are we talking about stuff that's three weeks ago? The Carolina Hurricanes, right? The hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, final score was 45-21. But it was a lot worse. It was so much worse. They, the Hurricanes, well, first off, there were 10 combined turnovers in the game. That's not including, I think, two or three turnovers on downs. Eight of the turnovers were by Miami. It was... Miami, Ohio, and suck. Exactly. Um, damn those Redbirds, so bad. <laughs> the Tulsa um, Golden Hurricane, right? <laughs> so the the eight turnovers. I I had to look. I looked a lot of places and I couldn't find anything. So I resorted to the handy dandy sports reference. 
um, which I guess is kind of a auxiliary non-sponsor because they're always just so awesome and helpful. Since that website has been keeping track of turnovers, which is 2000, I know it's relative in the grand scheme of things, not that long ago, but Miami has never turned the ball over that many times in a game. Yeesh. And it was just, whew, it was bad. Um, it was, I think, I have to pull up my article um, because I put a lot of the relevant statistics in that. Um, my headline was not, was, quote, not great, G-R-E-I-G-H-T, get it? Not great. Oh, gosh. Um, I know who Andrew's character is and what we do in the Shadows, Francisco. Who is it? With, with that comment you just made, I just think of Colin. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Colin, Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. Good see you, Andrew. Sorry. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I I've, seen a couple, I've seen a couple of episodes. Oh, watch the whole thing. Go ahead. You're, I'm you're, on season yes. two now. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, what happened was in the second quarter, well, first off, the O-line just sucked. Um, they gave up six sacks, three of which ended up being uh, fumble sacks that were recovered by Duke. Um, and one of those sacks ended up leading to the starting quarterback, uh, his name Tyler Van Dyke getting injured for the remainder of the game. Um, so he was okay. He was 11 of 16 for 81 yards, one touchdown. His only turnover was the aforementioned uh sack that got him injured. Um, their replacement, Jake Garcia through three interceptions and was sacked twice and gave up the ball. So him alone gave up five turnovers. Oh, God. Um, and, and by the way, four of those turnovers, so again, eight turnovers, four of those turnovers were in the fourth quarter alone. So it was four turnovers through three quarters, and then Garcia just decided, the team just decided YOLO, and uh, just really did not care for the rest of that game. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was very bad. There's a lot of Hurricanes fans that are But the quarterback got two? Sneak like whatever runs. Wow, good lord, for for Duke. I'm watching the highlights right now. I got it on the screen. <laughs> oh man. And what was the atmosphere like, Andrew? That's what I want to know more than anything else. Um. Well, for the people that were there, um, 
you know, supposedly the paid attendance was what it was it like forty. I don't remember. 000. It was like fifty one. It was like fifty one thousand was the paid attendance, <laughs> which is such total bullshit. They there was probably it was probably like a third capacity at most, so like twenty thousand. I sent. I sent. I remember I posted a, a guy on Twitter who literally couldn't give his tickets away. He was like, "Yeah, I'll give it to free." Like nobody was taking them. Nobody wanted to spend. They're playing in Ohio. <laughs> Want to be in Ohio on a Saturday? Mm. With some guy named you know Mario Cristobal supposedly coaching. Sounds like a cosplay stripper name for Mario from the video game. <laughs> I'm just in denial, oh, Andrew. Man. Okay, I know I'm you're. I know. I know. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying my best here. To... No, yeah. I, I'll tell you this. It is exactly what I expected to be when he was hired. Because remember, oh, University of Miami has announced the hiring of Mario Cristobal. And my text message, you guys, like the guy who just lost the uh, Pac-12 championship for Oregon. And that was always a scary thing. And then the recruiting wasn't really crazy to me. And then I watched the 73 to like three win in week one. I'm like, this is all going to go downhill from here. If you're going to put and ride the coattails on beating like a no-name college, it's all bad. And it's fine. Out of all the sports I have right now and the hell that's going on with my sport teams, Miami suck. It's okay. We're not used to it. Or we're used to it. Let me rephrase it. We're used to we're not used to having standouts, even though Jalen Phillips on the Dolphins, who was a Miami standout, um, is very good kids. But it's okay. I, I just really think about it, and I feel like it was just not even a culture hire; it was a publicity hire. And like, oh yeah, Mario Cristobal, man, he loves Celia Cruz. He loves empanadas. He loves flautas. <laughs> I'm like Manny Diaz, like the same thing. I think Mark Rick likes fucking green verde sauce more than either of those two men. It's so funny how much Miami fans are obsessed with either completely bringing back the past or, well, he's Cuban. (laughs) That's the the entire thing. But it literally has felt like that for the last couple of years. And then for me, as a very, like, I would say the most neutral Hurricanes fan you guys are ever going to meet. I think that's a fair assessment. Um, because I don't really have the U.S. back. I'll just chirp, and then I'll shut the hell up when they're sucking, so I get three weeks of being happy. Um, it really just comes down to, it's not the unrealistic expectations of the Hurricane fans. It's just they have no concept of, like, reality is the phrase. Like, Andrew is like, he, he can go and say, UCF is good. We've done this. We got Gus Malzahn. We, we're riding coattails of Josh Weppel being good over in Tennessee. And then we had Scott Frost and, you know, hopefully he'll have some good luck, but we have consistency and we have a plan. And then for Francisco it was like, if our boosters just stopped hiring and firing people, we would have money, but we can get something going because the gym owner said something. We don't even set a path, man. We are really just doing a line of blow at the red light to go 90, you know, zero to 90 within 10 seconds. And that's that's how it feels like that administration (laughs) and that organization structures it. But that literally sounds like how they also done the team too. And they get a little bit of that cocaine rush. We're like, oh, we were ranked one time up to like number one with Mark Rick. Holy shit. And then we got Manny Diaz. Now we got Mario Cristobal. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I can't name a single player that I think would get drafted or bring people in on recruitments. Whereas we talk about the past. Ray Lewis just being there. Chilling out. Ed Reed just being there. Guys who want to be part of legacy. No one wants to be part of this legacy. And then it, it goes back to the issue of like our best quarterback for a long time has been Brad Kaya. And that is the problem. Mm. 
I will now get off my soapbox. Thank you for this time. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. Oh, but Manny, not Manny, Cristobal loves platanos. So do I, punk. Damn. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're at hour 47. Andrew, anything more that stuck out to you this week, aside from the game that you covered? Uh, let's see. Let me just go down the list. Um, I'll give you the RCFP, uh, RCFB. Uh, user poll. Uh, Georgia's one and Georgia's number one. Or let me go through some of the upsets. There were a few upsets or close upsets this week. Um, number fourteen, Syracuse, or according to this week's poll, um, I don't remember what they were ranked last week, um, but Syracuse, who was highly ranked, almost beat Clemson at home, which is freaking impossible. I don't think I think Clemson has won like the last thirty something conference games at home they're practically unbeatable at death valley um syracuse probably should have won but they just kind of choked it at the end unfortunately um let's see lsu upset ole miss who was previously uh who was previously undefeated and was quite high up there in the rankings um tcu beat kansas state to remain undefeated. Um, UC, uh, UCLA is now defeated. They're, they have one loss now, thanks to Oregon. Um, Texas are still frauds. Frauds? Um, they are still not although they, Although they lost to Oklahoma State, which is, this season at least, OSU is doing quite well. Um, but Texas isn't back, so there you go. Texas is not back. Cincinnati, who's ranked high, almost lost SMU, uh, but they pulled it out. Now they're heading to Orlando to face UCF, who came off, who's coming off just an awful loss to ECU this past week. Um, If if we keep this close, I would be happy. it just if if we play like the team that put up 70 points against temple we should win but if we put if we play like we played against ecu we've got no shot whatsoever um speaking of tulane they escaped uh from memphis uh with a win um that was kind of the the other big games uh from the week well kansas uh and james madison have kind of fallen off the rails in the past couple of games which is unfortunate because they were both undefeated fairly well uh fairly deep into the season but then they've lost two straight um fiu won a game (laughs) yeah fiu won a game they beat charlotte who admittedly is really bad but honestly, at this point, every team compared to FIU is considered good. Charlotte was heavily favored. Um, they were at home, and they still got beat by almost by 19 points. Um, holy crap. What happened? And the crazy thing is, there, I believe, there is, and, the, you know, hot take alert here, hot take alert. 
Um, I think, hear me now, I think FIU could go to, could go bowling this <laughs> season. <laughs> He's, Andrew's sniffing that cocaine and driving 90. I'm serious. <laughs> on the I, I, I swear to God, I'm, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm serious. If, so they have their three and four right now. Um, their remaining games are against a two and five Louisiana Tech, and it's in Miami, which is basically a neutral site game at that point because no one goes, but at least it's not an away game. Hmm. Um, so in that regard, it's considered home field advantage. Um, then they take on four and four North Texas. They're probably going to lose that one. I think they'll. I think they have a shot at the Louisiana Tech game. Um, they're probably going to lose the North Texas game. Uh, FAU three and five. I think they'll lose that one too, given uh, past. Given the past, but it is at FIU. So again, the quote unquote home field advantage. They're probably going to lose to UTEP, who's four and four, and then Middle Tennessee is three and four as well. Um, oh, Middle Tennessee beat Miami. Well, that's not saying much, though. Um, so I don't know. I could. It's an outside chance, but if they took down Louisiana Tech and. FAU somehow and they upset in another game they get to six wins and that's bowl eligible um what the bowl what the bowl committee does from there I don't know there have been a few there are instances every now and then where a bowl eligible team doesn't get to go to a bowl um but I could see a six win six win season Maybe if no they less go to, than five if, if they go bowling, we should just go just for the sake of it. We're headed, I know. I know. If it's like we're headed to um, Shreveport, Louisiana, everybody. Um, so gonna, who uh, knows? I swamp bowl or whatever. It's that is that is a hot take rivaling a summer's day in Miami. Um, I would look like a genius if I came if going forward halfway through the year uh, and I say that they're going bowling and they do become go bowling, I would look like a fucking genius. Well, keep the receipts, you know, like that. That's the good thing about this podcast is that you get the receipts of shows, such as me saying the Astros are going to sweep us and also how Matt Ryan was not the end of days for the Titans. Alright. Okay. I probably said in the group chat. So that's the hot take. Hot take for this episode. Andrew says the FIU could go bowling. Um, and then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, UCF's playing Cincinnati. Uh, FIU is playing Louisiana Tech this weekend. I'll be covering that game. Um, and then FAU is playing UAB at home in Boca. Uh, let me see what Miami is up to this weekend. Uh, no, Tennessee. They'll be playing. Oh, I know, no, no, no. They're they're away uh, in Virginia. Uh, they're going to 
Charlottesville to play Virginia. And they're coming back next week to play Florida State. So that should be interesting. And it's on ABC. Yeah, yeah it's a primetime game for whatever reason. So why? <laughs> Listen, Francisco, if the tickets are cheap, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Crown Jewel's happening that day, but I, 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 it's not out of the question. I've been to the Miami FSU game before and a pro play. I can literally be like, both these teams suck. Go FIU. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Okay. I'm not paying 150 bucks for those two teams, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend. If we get the tickets for like 50 bucks or something, just for some debatably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like we should all just go just for the stupid stupidity of it all. Andrew, you should just cover it. (laughs) You should just cover it from the press box if you want. You get in it for free. But yeah. Okay. I, I I can neither confirm nor deny that yeah. I'm attempting to cover that game. Okay, all righty then. Well, that's it for I guess the college stuff. So we'll uh, let's let's hop on to the petty train, everybody. Let's let's do the NFL. We'll try and run it down. We're at an hour fifty six. Mm-hmm. Try and run it down fairly quickly if if we can. But there there's some pettiness that will be popping out on a, a couple of our stops. So we'll go from there. Alrighty, uh, let's see NFL scores. Thank you, and we'll well let's let's see more, please. I want to see more, and we'll go down the list they have here on Google. But uh, yeah, we <laughs> this is gonna be fun. As soon as the stupid thing loads, come on, there you go. All right, okay. So no, that's next week. What are we doing? Okay, so. Uh, Thursday night football. The Arizona Cardinals won, but did they really? Right, Charles. Well, you know, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was handing out some tricks and treats to the Cardinals defense. <laughs> yes, he was. Kyler Murray was asking, you know, Cliff Kingsbury if he could play Call of Duty during halftime, mm-hmm. as he did nothing ineffectively, and it was all that defense. Yep, that was laying waste. Yeah, I watched that game. It was not good. Yeah, no, the Saints are not a good football team. But they could still win their division. <laughs> so we'll go from there. Uh, they still go in their division. Uh, the Ravens beat the Browns 23-20. Thank God. Even that false start call was BS, but still, it's the Browns, so F them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the funniest game of the week, the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> It defeated the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twenty one to three, and man, I Tom, did not have that on my bingo card. Tom Brady, pretty much Millhouse's dad right now, just yeah. doesn't know what to do without. I forgot what his, his mom's name was like Sheila or something. I forgot his, his mom's name, The Simpsons, but yeah, he might as well be living out of the uh, divorced dad's Econo Lodge there. Todd the Bowles, way. Todd Bowles is not a good coach. Not Bruce Arians. <laughs> Todd Bowles is not Bruce Arians. Not Bruce Arians. Sheesh. Tom is going to drag him out. Tom is going to go try and drag him out of retirement. And Bruce Arians is like, nope, I'm a happily married man. That's what he's going to be like. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Since it, to be, to be honest, um, I know that uh, Charles had given me permission uh, a couple of months ago to switch back to Jacksonville uh, as a fan. And to be honest, I 
I hate jumping teams, but I don't know. I I I was I was kind of torn, but then I see Tampa Bay get destroyed by Carolina, and I just laugh. <laughs> Oh man, that's it's, so it's. I like, I, I almost feel like I have to go back to Jacksonville because, <laughs> like, I I felt the sense of disappointment when I saw them. You know, they only have two wins though, right? Contemplate that decision. Yeah, but they're scrappy. You know, Doug Peterson, he's got the hair with the. Visor. They have they they have Shaquille Griffin there. Yeah, they have Shaquille there. That's true. He got one of his boys there. That could be Andrew's big push. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence has the hair as yeah. well. You know, it's the the. Here's the funny thing. I I I realized a few years ago that you know, for me, who kind of jumps around a bit, I feel like once. I've experienced a playoff, a deep playoff run with a team. I'm basically set. You know, my that, fandom. That is can pure be... definition of bad bargaining, my friend. Well, I still support the Rays, even though they've had really shit years in the past. Yeah, but they're a consistently good team, though. Like that, that is a team of a decade. But, but when, when I was, when I first became a fan of them, they sucked. They went to the World Series and then they sucked for several years. But you kept with them. But, but you kept with them loyally, though. Like that, that's the thing. Yeah. You, we're not saying you're bandwagoning every bit, but your statement of like once we get a deep playoff taste, you know, it's like the hit. And Jacksonville, the deepest thing that they had was going in 2015. You should have stayed. Wait a minute. Wait was a minute. 2015 was it? They like went to. Hang on. Hang on. Sir. Hang on. They went to the NFC Championship in 2017 and almost made it to the Super Bowl. AFC Championship, but yeah. they blew it in the last quarter. I remember watching that game while I was studying for the bar. I was in the student lounge. The game was turned on. I couldn't focus on bar prep because I was watching the game, and I was very sad when they lost the game. Yes, yeah. and then you know they got Urban, and then you jumped on to Tampa after they won the title with Gabe Davis there, you know, just saying, I'm just saying like Gabe Davis, UCF guy, I'm, I'm like the bills are, are good, you know? Well, with, I, I think with college players though, you can support a guy though, going into it. It just makes it sweeter when you have like your college guy in your actual professional team. That's true. I don't think there's a single hurricane on the Titans, but we're, we're going off the beaten path here. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move on then, because uh, we're at uh, Andrew's we're at, not a bandwagon. Two hours He's been a Tampa two... Bay fan for two years now. His moral compass kind of affects him actually at the same time, so that's why. <laughs> uh, the, the Bengals. Uh, so they they they're thirty five to seventeen Oof. over the Falcons. So the, in a Oof. very winnable division as well. Um, uh, man, the man, the Lions suck. <laughs> Lions are a terrible football team. Dan Campbell's not a good coach. They lost 24-6 to the Cowboys. Uh, The New York Giants pulled off the win over Jacksonville. That was actually a compelling game. Mm. That felt like 1997, man. Yeah. That one yard, half a yard in, cashing in, couldn't break that point. One yard short. The Jaguars put up a good fight, that's for sure. They're they're becoming more scrappy. Did you say 1997? 
Like in 97, 98. Listen, 99. I don't know years, man. My brain is foggy Which, sometimes. Are you talking about the Titans Super Bowl? Yeah, Titans Rams. That was 99. That was 99, I'm old. I'm old. Let me be. It, it is 2022, man. All righty. But yeah, Jacksonville scrap. 33. They'll be... They'll get better. They'll get better. All right. Ah, the Petty China stops in Washington this time, guys. The Commanders. Mm, hold on. The Packers. Let me, let me get my... The Durs versus the Curs. Or like... Or like Green Bay Packers beat themselves, right? Because God knows mm. it's got to be someone else's fault for the team just sucking. We got a good meme out of the it. The second, as I look at the 997. But you know what's great, though? Andrew mentioned, I mentioned 97 because I'm an idiot. And then Andrew had to correct me. But you know who was the 1997 um, Super Bowl champions? The Green Bay Packers. You know who is not yep. going to be the 2022 uh, Super Bowl champions? <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. As I said it last mm. week, I'm going to reiterate it. Mm. How many more excuses are you going to make for a guy? If he doesn't trust his receivers, who's the problem? If he can't convince his coach or the coach can't say, hey, we pay big money to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to run the ball, they're not running the ball, who's the problem? If he's only throwing for like 116 yards a game, where's the accountability? If he's going out there saying that other people should get some reps if they're not playing so well, who else do you have when your GM basically didn't shore up properly? What's the fandom when they go and say, oh, and the analysts go and say, hey, he doesn't have a first-round pick after Charles dropped you some hardcore knowledge of first-rounders who mounted to nothing as wide receivers. I'm loving the decimation of Green Bay because you know what the crazy part is? It shouldn't have happened at all, right? None of it should have happened. The concept was we're going to let one guy go, Devontae Adams, and we're going to build something for because the quarterback leads the team. But what people forget I think, I think the problem with what we live in, in today's media, and for a lot of people, is that you, you, this concept that the end-all, be-all, you need a quarterback to win it all is very true, but you do need above-average players to get there. That's basically how Philly won their Super Bowl. Yes, I have seen Tom Brady win a Super Bowl with Javar Gaffney, or at least get to the Super Bowl with Javar Gaffney. Don't make me go through the history of time. But even the best always had someone there. Never really had to be first rounders. But the, the the dick riding, I'm trying not to curse as much on the show anymore, but it brings it out of me. The dick riding that so many people made on Rodgers' last couple of years, saying that he's a guy. When five years ago, I came on board almost. I said, I don't see it. Feels so good now that Devontae Adams is helping Derek Carr achieve certain levels of success, even though it's the Raiders and Josh McDaniels is probably not a good coach. And then seeing Mike LaFleur, who can't rein in his own dude, because really the simple solution is, all right, what's our weaknesses? How can we make Rodgers happy? Let's run the ball stuff. But, you know, when you're going out there and saying, hey, our guys are not doing it is, you should talk to them. You should ask for something else. Or what you always read in these analysts that I love saying is, like, clearly Aaron doesn't trust his wide receivers. Well, whose problem is that? That's up to coach. So it's fully dysfunctional. It's basically like the Brady Bunch. And everybody started dating each other. You know that's not full stability of a family. We have an unstable family in Green Bay, kids, and it's great. I love it. Well, Any train's going to ride on because the problem is the Vikings are not better than them in theory, but they're going to take it away. If Packers miss the Super Bowl, what's the per- personality going to be? Because I don't think Rodgers is going to retire, but he's going to force that trade out. 
after what we see Russ just do, after we see what happens to Matt Ryan being old and trade out, I'm loving it, guys. Yeah, someone's going to take it anyways. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to take it. Uh, next, stop on the petty train is in Tennessee. The Titans. Where, let, me, let me get my bag. Let me get my accountant. <laughs> let me get the people from Chase handing out some receipts. The dick riding. And I like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, I'm not trying to catch you with any strays. These are for the people who said that you being implemented in a team is going to be the reason why they win the AFC South. They're going to be a playoff team. They're going to go deep. They obviously don't watch football. And that's my contention with a lot of people. Y'all watch too much red zone. Y'all read too much of Matthew Berry fantasy football stuff. You guys go on little power rankings and you don't actually watch the game. I don't watch the game, but I've been watching a lot of football lately, surprisingly. And Matt Ryan, not only can he not score points anymore, he can't stand anymore because the guy's getting decimated. And this Colts team is just crumbling at seems, its feet. And the Titans are just was, going on. He was already past his prime. Like Atlanta it, wasted his prime years. So it was gone. Yeah. Yeah, and, and literally, it's not that he was just past his prime. They were saying they were going to go deep in the playoff run. And it really – you know who I feel bad for? Carson Wentz. Oh, this man an apology. Oh, this man an apology, people. And, you know, with, with Ryan – it's not Ryan Grigson. It's uh, Jeff Irsay or Jim Irsay talking all that trash, saying Wentz was a leader, all that stuff. And then you allow Chris Ballard, your GM, to trade out a third-round or a third-round draft pick, which is kind of a high pick, kids. For Matt Ryan, his bloated contract had to restructure it all to achieve nothing, and you didn't surround anything with what you have because it's just Michael Pittman, it's Alec Pierce. It's all these guys that aren't like amounting anything, and you're like, we have Jonathan Taylor, but you're running into the ground. Your offensive line's a mess. Your defense ain't doing anything. And now you're like three, four, and one. You just now bench Matt Ryan, and now you're going to start Sam Ellinger from Texas, Ellinger from Texas, to go all the way out. It's not fair to Matt Ryan to see how his career ended, but his career really ended two years ago. But, hey, I can't blame him for not retiring early and lose that money. It, it's really kind of on Frank Reich's head, and it's also on Ballard and then Ursay, who are just kind of finger-pointing, finger-pointing, because, yes, Andrew Luck's, you know, Andrew Luck's uh, retirement screwed you over. No one told you to trade around a first-round pick for DeForest Buckner a couple of years ago, right? True, correct? And that's what they did. You could have used that pick, which I think would have been 25th in the draft, to combo it for the next year, for the future. You don't plan ahead, and you make excuses. And you know what your problem is in Indianapolis? You want to be too much like us. I'm going to say this. The only time I'm going to defend Mike Rabel's offense at all. You guys want to be too much like us by making a power run-heavy team, focusing solely on defense or defense and the run. And let me tell you something. There can only be one gold, you know, garbage can and that's for mike rabel the rest of you are just regular color and we want so suck it all righty <laughs> uh the the raiders beat the texans i didn't pay attention to that game at all uh the jets oh man first. man russ is not cooking Ooh. guys <laughs> the dangerous sandwich whatever you want so somebody had to pull a sandwich line because of this man not being able to cook that's how bad this has gotten in Denver. Uh, well, God. he didn't play. It was Brett Ripien. I know, but, but, but they still have to... It's more about like Nathaniel Hackett still, being a clown. Well, he is. But at the same time, they, they still have to pull a sandwich out of a, a, a sandwich chain. I don't know who's brought... How did Russell Wilson even like earn a sandwich at this point? It's not even funny. Um, well, uh, I mean, Subway is, is pretty mid, so of course they're going to advertise a mid-quarterback. <laughs> mid-quarterback. 
Uh, the Chiefs beat the 49ers. So, you know, first game with McCaffrey in San Fran. It's quite a beatdown. They do realize having the most handsome team doesn't win you a Super Bowl, right? Because now they added McCaffrey. Yeah, I know. Nope. No oozing sexiness is going to help them there when, uh, you know, Patty Mahomes is doing his thing. Uh, The Seahawks, guys. They are leading their division. And Justin Herbert does not have a play again this week. Uh, uh, they oh, beat the, the Chargers. Chargers yeah, Justin Herbert has never had a winning record yeah. in his career. Like at like yeah. his total like career starts, he's never had a winning record. So people are like, I don't know. I still like him. Yeah, people like, like him. him. You know, they're just some people are trending on uh, on, on on you know dogpiling him and being overrated now. Some people are. I'm just well. Here's the here's the thing. This is where I defend quarterbacks. Yeah, this is where I defend quarterbacks a little bit. They don't play defense. Yes, they have to put you in positions to win, but they also don't play defense. Mm. And if your defense can't stop the run, Kenneth Walker had 168 yards carrying the ball. Mm. There was no Henry Handy this week, by the way. Sorry. Only 128 yards, but you need a touchdown and the win. So Henry didn't get that. But, you know, and then Gino didn't get any pressure on him, so he just tossed the ball. Quarterbacks can't play defense, right? Mm. The Dolphins beat the Steelers. I watched the game. Wow, what a ugly fucking game yeah <laughs> it was yeah it started off but with the dolphins do you, know you know what was the prettiest thing about that game the uniforms that field and those uniforms yeah everybody mm-hmm. key, every time the dolphins wear them why don't you wear those all the time they don't listen to me the marlins don't listen to me nobody listens to me and i as Rita repulsa Saw the game and I, I, you know, initially I was like, they had the two quick scores. I'm like, mm-hmm. is Tua it? And then the game kept happening. I'm like, nah. Tua is it's still not it, guys. The Miami Dolphins defense is it. It's not Tua Tonga Bailoa. Yeah. All right. His head was bobbling around there. Uh, you know, uh, I, I d- the Steelers are definitely not a good team. That's for sure. Uh, so there's. There's that, and uh, but it's definitely the, the Dolphins were saved. Tua at the end was saved by the defense because he didn't. He had a chance to drive in, uh, at the end of the game and and try and get the Dolphins uh, at least a field goal to seal the deal. Didn't do it. Had two shots at it actually, but uh, and the Steelers had two shots at the end with uh, with Pickett, but uh, Pickett had Dolphins Pickett and the Dolphins defense won the game with two clutch interceptions and the Dolphins defense is it but two ain't it right now guys so I'm still petty I still have my own petty and uh, hatred so Rita Repulsa is still gonna I'll get you next time I'll get you next time okay and then the Bears and the Patriots game that was the last one yeah yeah Uh, zappy people were talking about that I don't care all right let's let's go two hours and 14 minutes let's head on over to cage Charles he said it would be a little bit shorter this week Welcome, welcome everybody to your weekly Truplex of Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a story about men and women beating the holy hell out of each other, establishing their legacies, chasing championships, just, just trying to put their names out there for your entertainment. And you know, guys, it's always a good day when it's... Vince McMahon is not running my show. Makes me very happy going from there. It is a short 
short cage, not just because of timing, because I'm hungry. But I, I would say there's not too much going on. Last week was AEW versus WWE on Tuesday, uh, NXT versus AEW Dynamite, and they had some stiff competition with all the um, sports going on. But AEW slightly edged out NXT, depending how you read those ratings and those numbers and demographics. You might say that's a good thing or a bad thing, where they went against each other, but they were not really going against each other, guys. They were going against all the other sports that were showing. But it's good for wrestling for them to go from there. There's rumors that Warner Bros. Discovery, in regards to AEW, is trying to do a long-term kind of deal with them um, and then have it kind of propelled as a sport and, you know, basically advertise a sport. So diversity is key. You know, like we talked about burgers with Shake Shack and BurgerFi and Five Guys when it's not fast food but kind of hybrid fast food. You kind of want that in your wrestling because it puts more eye on the talent create some bidding wars and also gives people, you know, what kind of flavoring of ice cream they want. You want chocolate, you want vanilla, you want strawberry. We'll watch these kind of wrestlings to kind of go from there. Um, New Japan stuff's happening. Interesting stuff's happening going with WWE because Carl Anderson, who is the never open weight champion is scheduled both to defend his championship November 5th at the New Japan pay-per-view and then also at the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, which is at Saudi Arabia. And then now he's saying, well, you know, New Japan did clear of my agents. So I was on a verbal agreement. So I'm going to go with WWE. So essentially he is not defending his title and New Japan's not going to obviously, you know, have vacate the title for whatever reason. Maybe they see something on the horizon, but it's kind of like a middle finger from WWE and also Carl Anderson to New Japan is where he made a lot of his fame, but he's not getting the money, but I don't know. Loyalty, loyalty means something when you have to do independent work and contracting and make it through because people hire you and fire you and recycle you. So I get it. But AEW coming to the rescue because FTR, the revival, formerly known as the revival, are defending the New Japan championships on that show because it got special permissions for AEW. But that's kind of expected too, because they have like titles everywhere. But I think that's just like an interesting little overblend of a few things. Impact, things are happening. People are leaving. Some have already showed up at AEW. Some of them are rumored to go on to um, WWE. So we'll leave it at that. Um, AEW, I'm wondering when the Elite's coming back. Ace Steel, who was part of that brawl out situation where he bit Kenny Omega, was fired. CM Punk, they're negotiating a buyout. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. There's matches I liked with CM Punk. And there was parts where I was like, eh, his age is kind of showing. But you know what? The thing about wrestling, if you're entertaining and memorable, that that matters, I would say, regardless. And there was some enjoyment. I still love his match versus Eddie Kingston at Full Gear. It was definitely a damn good match, in my opinion. Um, the Elite, though, I kind of miss them. I kind of want them back. At Hangman Adam Page, I sent you guys the, um, the clip of it. He landed on his head during his match with Moxley. Um, he has a concussion. He's okay. Hopefully he's cleared. Give us some time. It was a nasty bump on the head, man. And that match was kind of interesting. I was watching it as we we're doing the show. And then when we finished the show, I went to go from there. All best wishes to Hangman. I like him. I'm a big proponent of him. You guys know this, but they did set the main event for full gear. What was it? Revolution. Yeah, it's revolution. I believe so. Yes. I, I don't know if there's too many. No revolutions in March, full gears in November. Too much wrestling. I got to remember all this stuff. You guys should be happy. I even know my own name, my age. I couldn't even name my team's like Super Bowl loss, but I can know this shit. Explain that to me. That's the Charles verse right there. Uh, it's going to be MJF cashing in his chip opportunity to go against Moxley in November. So we'll talk about that when that time comes in. Um, we'll go back to our regularly scheduled stuff. We're watching Dynamite next week after I come, or this week after I come back from the gym. Look at that bump on the head. Gruesome. Gruesome. Yeah. Spooky. Yes. Ooh, not good. Mm. Yeah. WWE going to spookiness. I'm only going to highlight the main roster and then we'll go to Halloween Havoc. So main roster wise, Bray Wyatt's back. 
he had that little promo. It was very chilling. It was very emotional. And then from last week and then, or two weeks ago, and then Friday, he sent another one. We talked about how he's going to bring a lot of hurt to this world. He's not going to regret it. And then they introduced like another character that they're going to call Uncle Howdy. But I don't know if it's like an idea of the movie Split where he has all his personalities or it's going to be a faction. All I know is I'm kind of about it. Um, they say that Bray is slotted as the top baby face on SmackDown, which I don't necessarily agree with because I don't know how you're going to compel when you're talking about a guy who's going to leave a world of pain, not regret it, but he's supposed to be the baby face. So who knows? And also you got to keep him away from Roman as long as you can. I don't want them to go have any title interactions. Maybe after Roman eventually drops the title in the year 2032, can you have Bray and him go at it? Side note, Sami Zayn, follow me on the Twitter. Follow us on the Twitter, Charles the True, um, Dan Frijoles, FJOAJR, Sports Goose. Oh, no. I can't emphasize enough how oh, no. Sami cracks me up. Oh, no. How do we tell him? Oh, no. Yeah, that, that's how you're going to know it. How do we, Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm loving it as week by week, day by day, it happens. Um, Sammy's just winning my heart, and I know that betrayal's gonna come, but damn it, it's gonna be good. It, he just makes everybody crack, and then Logan Paul, they're propping up for the Crown Jewel pay per view. So Jimmy J and him were just trying not to, you know, attack him. Roman's like, hey, don't attack Logan Paul, whatever. And then Jay's a hothead, and Sammy's like, hey, you're a hothead, don't do this. And it happened, and then he got knocked out by Logan Paul. It's just interesting, compelling drama, you know. And I just love how Jimmy and Sammy are, where they're just looking at just like my dog, and I'm just laughing. My parody laughs, my shirt came in. We the ones, boys. I'm so excited to wear that. I wore at the gym already doing deadlifts, and that's why my back hurts because not only was Sami Zayn carrying that show, but he was carrying my spirits trying to work out. Halloween Havoc was this weekend. I watched it Sunday. It was the NXT pay-per-view. Well, technically, it's not even pay-per-view anymore, boys. Triple H, Vince kind of transitioned it, but pay-per-views are now called premium live events. I'm still going to call them pay-per-views because I can't break that habit after 30 years. Um, but I, I will say it was a decent pay-per-view. There's some matches I phased out on, but um, a lot of things that we kind of predicted happened did happen. The weird match for me was the casket match between Apollo Crews and Grayson Waller. Um, I get it. I understand where they went with it. Did I enjoy it? Eh, not so much. But some of the other matches were definitely enjoyable itself. I'll kind of do the rundown real quickly of what I thought because I think the predictions were pretty spot on. Wesley won the ladder match, so he is now North American champion. Good for Wesley. I enjoy it. That was good. Cruz versus Waller. Eh, that's right. Roxanne Perez, Cora Jade. That was entertaining. It was a weapons wild match. Stuff happened. Julius Creed versus Damon Kemp in an ambulance match. Not bad. You know, Julius got his revenge for his boys. Kemp got thrown into an ambulance. Time went on. Manny Rose defeated Alba Fire in a very half and half match. Like half of it was cinem cinematic. And then later on, they came back in. It reminded me of that House of Horrors match between Bray and Randy. Wasn't crazy about it. Manny retains the title. I think they're setting up the path for Roxanne Perez. Perez to finally beat her and then go from there. Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, and JD McDonough, that triple threat match, damn, that was good. Ilya, that mad Russian, was so close, boys, to winning the title. And then what happened was McDonough extended his arm to stop the three count from the ref, and it was good psychology. Breaker ends up winning it. This really goes to show what I've said a while about Breaker, how he might not be the guy just yet, but when he's around talent that's better than himself, he'll raise up to their level. When you ask, you wouldn't say, hey, Charles, what's a good talent? Because remember, championships, they're just kind of premeditated. I won't say, I won't say you know, false, but they're premeditated to a degree, just like the Astros won the World Series and the Red Sox won the World Series. Um, rigged. So 
what what comes as a good talent though is people who look good on their own process of things, offense, defense, and who can make the opposing side seem elevated. And then there's some people who are talented enough on their own on certain merits, but elevate when there's another side going against them, that instant chemistry comes in. And that's why I felt about that match. So I'm really looking forward to when they eventually get to Ilya and Braun Breaker going at it because Ilya Dragunov had the best match of the year against Gunther when he was still Walter in NXT um, at the takeover two years ago. I think I gave that match of the year because we already know Gunther is going to get match of the year with Sheamus at Clash of the Castle. That was just me slapping me. If I had to convince you guys to watch a match this year that sells you on wrestling, it's that match. It would be for everybody listening on the show. It's not going to be Roman versus Logan. It's going to be Gunther versus Sheamus. It's hot fire. But I like what I'm seeing potential-wise out of Braun. If they don't go with Dragunov, I think they'll go with Breaker and um, Carmelo Hayes, and that could be an interesting thing. I wonder how long they're going to keep up for, because I do expect Breaker is going to get called up come Royal Rumble. And here's the thing, guys. It is October 25th. The year is almost over, so I got to start compiling my list of other matches besides Gunther and um, Sheamus, because just like my costume at work, I'm going to be the best dressed, and that match is going to be the match of the year, so we got to figure out what the second best is. Um, Can't wait for that. Halloween fun too. So that's all I have for y'all on this week's edition of the cage. I think that only took me like eight minutes, but it was some highlights. So, you know, that's it for this week. Okay. All right. So that's it guys. I think that's, that's all we've got for, for this week. So we'll see you guys next week for other things. All right. Bye. Good night. Take care. Huh? ねえ、ポケベルならしてるんだから電話してよ。今度いつお店来てくれるの今日、後で顔出すよ。本当に?なんだよ。俺の言うこと疑ってる?うん、信じたいけど。そんなこと言うなよ。ほら、お小遣い